Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 252. I'm here with Richard. Rich, how are you going? Not too bad, big fella. How are you doing? Man, I'm exhausted. I was up till 2.30am the last two nights watching Babylon 5 on HBO Max. And <laughs> I'm I, like, especially last night, I, I just, I really pushed it. I watched a movie, uh, Deadline USA, Humphrey Bogart, which I've never watched before. Um, so I watched that and then I was, it was late. It was like past one and I had today off technically. I was like, I'm going to try to watch uh, episode of Babylon 5. And then I watched it, and I am shattered today. I am like a shadow of a man. Like, <laughs> I like, I, I can't work it out if I'm actually sick or if I'm just, just fatigued and my body clock's out of sync. But I, I'm struggling. Um, I, I had a nap, but didn't really pick me up. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having some power aid now. Um, I've got to play Dion in tennis on during the weekend, so I need to find some energy somewhere. But, um, yeah, I'm going to give everything I've got to this show, and then I'm going to basically go to bed um, and just try to... Enough. Yeah, it's, it's it's been crazy. How about you, man? I know you've been at the retail coalface. What's going on? Mate, I'm just... Yeah, I mean, for the last four weeks, I've just been running on empty because yeah. uh, ever since the start of this year, like, there's just been so much short staff and now the manager's not going to be there, so I've had to pull in some extra shifts again. It's just, Jesus. I just, I just want to go back to normal so I can get my energy levels back to, yeah, back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's weird, isn't it? When you, when some, you're used to doing certain things. And then you have to alter your routine and rhythm, and if you're not getting two days leave per week, I mean that starts to it starts to catch up with you in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And also, I haven't been like I, it's also thrown sort of like eating out of whack and all that because there's just some days I don't even get a a chance to like have a break or anything like that because so short staffed and what that sort of shit. So I think it's just I think my blood sugar is just kind of a bit out of whack at the moment. Really? Wow. We imagine if we just died like between this show and next show and this was our final episode well i'll make sure it better be a fucking good one then well you know i'll play black hole sun black hole sun ish comes um yeah so for me rich this week discovering uh babylon 5 i i knew full well what it was from the 90s i was telling you this over lunch the other day it was a show that I, I literally never saw an episode. I may have seen half an episode stoned out of my brain once, and I thought it was really lame, like, from what I saw, but I barely saw any of it. But then, as years have gone by, I realised JMS was the showrunner and that he wrote nearly every episode. And I'm like, well, I like JMS in general, like his comics. Like, in general, I, I've always enjoyed his comics. And I sort of thought, I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing what it's actually like, because I know they're talking about a reboot. And... I searched, and it's on HBO Max, and I started watching it. I am hooked. I've almost finished the first season. Um, now, were you saying, have you ever seen it at all, Rich, or have you avoided it as well? Uh, I wouldn't say avoided it. I mean, I, I think I watched an episode way back in the day when it came out. It just never just never grabbed me. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I distinctly remember when the uh, – 
the alien with the weird like fin hair and the yeah, fangs. Mondo, yeah, I know the guy you mean. Yeah, I, I, it just seemed like I, I'm. I guess his character just seemed very like campy. It was almost yeah. like Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dracula in a way, and I kind of went, ah, and then I just never, ever went back to watching it. And in fairness, that's the only one I would have even known. And and, I, and again, I, from from a distance, disliked it, you know, because I thought that just looked crap. But having watched it, um, look, it's very Star Trekky in a lot of ways um, with it, its own spin. Um, and I mean that in a good way, like the best things of Star Trek. And it's got a bit, a bit of a, a – it's cheesier – and at the same time, it's kind of got a bit more grinness to it, um, but it mm. doesn't deviate that far off the model that it's unrecognisable. Like, look, put it this way, I have, I'm genuinely into it, and you have to accept the special effects and stuff look dated, but to me, that's not even a problem. I mean, mm. we're watching a show from the early 90s. I'm not expecting... Um, fan- and, and you can also see that at the time, it would have looked good, you know, in comparison. But... um. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know it's got a massive. It's got a massive fan base. I know that it was. Um, it's it's a. I don't know if you'd call it a cult classic, but it's definitely. Oh, I'd say cult classic. There, there, there were a lot of there were a lot of fans of that, and I mean, I can understand why because I mean, at the time, you know, the Star Trek was a little bit more drier. Yeah, I guess. Um, whereas Babylon Five was, as you say, was a little bit more cheesy but it was also a little bit more dirtier but yeah, like you know yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't clean exactly. sci-fi like like yeah. star trek and all that sort of stuff so definitely and that's that's a huge part of its appeal as well as i'm watching it i'm actually going oh well it i i guess i didn't know what to expect and it's always a pleasure when when a show comes that sort of surprises you a little bit um mm. yeah no i've i've fully been enjoying it and um we'll definitely keep going now some interesting stuff um, came out. Uh, uh, what, what prompted me was that I knew that um, they were shopping to do a reboot at CW Network. Um, and just today, JMS posted that the pilot wasn't picked up, but the president of the CW Network called J- JMS and said, you know, what we're going to do, we're going to push it to next year, so it's going to still remain in development. So it's not officially dead. Um, it's not greenlit to to go ahead, but they've said normally when a pilot's you know not picked up, that's the end of the story. But he called him; he's a massive Babylon Five fan, the president of CW, and said it's a very strong script. We're going to um, we're just going to push it forward a year, and so it could potentially be picked up. So it's kind of had a stay of execution, um, which is interesting. But at the same time, you know, there's plenty. There's five ep- There's five seasons. I think there's a, there's about three or four movies. Um, the the lead actor in season one, um, who p- basically plays like the the Kirk kind of role, like the cat, you know, the captain of the station, um, he got replaced by I, I want to say the guy's name is Brooks Botselina Bottling- or something like that. He's in like Tron. Do you know the actor I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, so he, I thought he was in it from the start, but he comes in in the second season. And the, the lead guy in season one, who's all over it, he actually left the show. And JMS, uh, you know, he left the show. The guy passed away in, like, 2010. Um, he left the show. At the time they said it was amicable, blah, blah, blah. This guy was the lead guy. And um, apparently he had severe mental problems and was, ha- was, was like, hallucinating and stuff, like having psych- psychotic delusions and hallucinations and all this kind of And he just couldn't. 
continue. And he told uh, JMS, who said, well, we'll keep this secret so that it doesn't affect your career. And, you know, he said, I'll, I'll keep the secret in my grave. And the guy said, no, keep the secret to my grave. And then you can tell people. So just recently, I think JMS, like last year or year before, he told the behind-the-scenes story of what was going on with this guy. He was really struggling. Um, which is kind of full on, isn't it, Rich? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah. I'm the same. I actually thought the guy from Tron was there from the start. But again, too. again, yeah. I wasn't watching the show, so. No, me too. Yeah. And, um, and funnily enough, the guy's really good as well. Like, he's very strong. He playing that Kirk kind of like center of the show kind of role, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, look, I've almost finished the first season and apparently the problems started from like halfway through the season and they just got worse and worse. And I don't think the treatment was uh, successful. Well, it wasn't successful. Like, you know, the guy had problems. Um, but also, what you can really see the comic book influence in the show too. There's a lot of there's a lot of that kind of stuff and it's famous for having like an interconnected story. It had a five-season plan from the start. And he had like all these trapdoors for all the different, even though he had the whole plan, he had trapdoors for different actors. If they, for example, this guy who had to leave due to personal problems and other stuff like, so he, he had all these moving bits and pieces and yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years late to the party, but, uh, you know, thank God for HBO Max. And it, it looks, it looks great too. Like they've got, they've obviously cleaned it up a little bit and stuff as well. Uh, so it actually hey, better, better late than never. Oh, that's right, man. It's always nice to find a show that you can sort of sink your teeth into as well. I like a show like that, you know, like where I can, you know, I can take my time, you know, like let's face it, it's 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 almost thirty years old, um, you know, and, and it's like The Fugitive. I I, I I haven't finished watching The Fugitive yet, but I dip into it, watch a few episodes, just take my time, roll through the show, you know, it's 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 good times in rock and roll. Now, Rich. Uh, during this week where you've been working, you know, six or seven of the last seven days, have you had a chance to watch anything, read anything? What's been going on? Uh, yeah, I, I, I squeezed in two episodes of um, Peacemaker, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's bring the review. The... Let's bring the review up to now. So what, what's your. Oh, it's an easy review. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I, it's. Probably one of the worst things I've watched this year so far. Um, I, I can't believe that this this show is written by adults. Like yeah. it's so, fuck. I don't know. It's just so. I, like what? What is James Gunn like? Fifty now? Yeah, at least yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, grow up at some point. Like, do you like? Is, are you just juvenile? Like, are you trying to recapture your juvenile like I'd say so, edge yeah. lord days or something? Yeah. Because. My God, I already was thrown off by the the opening dance. Oh, you didn't do. like that? You didn't like that? No, it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they're all they're all doing this goofy dance, and I just, <laughs> I just, you just, you just no fun. In, in are you rich? Episode, you just, just no, no, I'm fun, sorry. There's know? there's fun, and then there's like <laughs> just retardedness is is the best way. Like, I mean. <laughs> This is like someone who's like trying to like um, break, you know, like the mold or like sure. you know uh, push the boundaries. But I'm like, but these boundaries have been pushed already. It's silly. Hey, like, it is a silly years show. Years and years ago, man. It is a silly show. I mean, I like it, 
for how silly it is. And I do think John Cena is kind of fearless in the role. Um, but I can understand mm-hmm. that it's it's very much a love or hate kind of thing. What did you think about John Cena in the role? I I preferred him in the in the Suicide Squad movie. This no. this version of him is pretty fucking terrible. It's pretty wacky, man. Well, I, I like, think here's he, the thing. Okay, I I don't have a problem with him being a little like um, stupid or whatever when it comes to like maybe like interactions with people. I mean, especially if you look at like his father. Like right. I do like that they've given him that the Nazi father in a sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, obviously they can't make him a Nazi because of the age. Sure. But that he, he's basically, you know, never good enough, hate, pretty much hates him, you know, like just think he's inept at everything. Um, so I can understand him being weird and having problems and, you know, not like connecting with people. And all, but the, the they make a point in saying that he is a master of all weapons. Right. An assassin. And yet in the first two episodes I've watched, he it's like he can't even do anything. Right. Like, he, he gets his ass handed to him, <laughs> and then he can't jump from balcony to balcony without looking like an idiot falling on his face. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I thought you said this guy was a trained killer, a master of all weapons. Sure. And I, I, I feel like there should be a switch. Yes, he can act like the bumbling idiot. Yeah. Robs people the wrong way, is a bit stupid. But I feel like once it comes to the action, there needs to be a switch where you're like, fuck, he's fucking da- badass. Yeah. And then you switch him back to that dumbass. But in the two episodes I watch, he's literally just dumbass from start to finish. He doesn't even look competent when he does the like the fighting or the escaping from the police. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just how am I supposed to like why do you want me to root for this character? Like I just I think, I don't know. I think and I, I, again at his age, I can't believe he's so infatuated with the, the F bomb. Like, oh, really? oh my God. Like, the F bomb, he's dropped almost every second word. Like, he's just discovered the F word. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's just. Like, you know, someone just told him there's a word fuck, and he's like, oh, I'm going to put it in every dialogue. Like, that's just the. I don't ed- know, man. The whole thing's just edges. juvenile. Yeah. It is silly. I mean, I would agree. It is. It's very uh, teenage boy kind of style humor. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even frat. Yeah, boy. teenage it's... boy style by a guy in his 50s. Jesus. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, look, I, 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 for me, it's so silly. It's like a farce, and I do enjoy the interaction of the team. So I mean, I'm enjoying it actually. But I can understand completely your reaction, and I'm not surprised. And I also think you've done your duty, now, Rich. You don't need to watch any more. It only. Oh well, gets... I wasn't. I wasn't going to. <laughs> no, I was going to say it only gets more silly. You know what I mean? Did Vigilante you know, show I, up? I watched the first episode and I hated it, and I said, "But I'll give it a second episode." Wow. And then I was just like, nope, sorry, I can't do this. I'm out. Um, yeah. um, when Vigilante rocks up and the two of them are talking about whether or not he's got his dick out <laughs> and, and making a Louis C.K. joke, it just went on forever. And I was just like, this is not funny. Stop it. Like, yeah. I understand that there's going to be a bad joke, but when you make a bad joke and it goes on for like five minutes, yeah, I just go, stop it. Stop. <laughs> it's not funny. Stop. Yeah, well, and then like the guy's like, "Why are you so excited? Oh, my girlfriend's pregnant and all that. Oh, but like, but you're trying to get set up. Oh, well, I'm excited because we're getting an abortion. Is that supposed to be humor? Like, know. not even dark humor. Like, even dark humor is funny. Yeah. Well, I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? That's I, what. I, yeah. You you kind of say it like it's fun and it's, but I'm like, but I'm not laughing. 
No. Well, that's that's. <laughs> There's the, nothing in the show that's making me laugh or giggle. That's the danger with that kind of humor. Like it, it is very much love it or hate it kind of style um, humor. It's that. That's what it is, man. At the end of the day, it's it's like some people uh, would enjoy it, uh, and other people would just go, "This is the worst shit I've ever heard." You know, um, I, I'm not at all surprised that you don't like it. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not for everyone, kind of thing. I, I, I personally find it amusing, but it, see, I, I like I that. I can't kind find of it amusing when every person is almost the same. Yeah, yeah. Like when every person is just almost like an unlikable prick sure. being a smartass. Yeah. I just, I'm like, but why are they all the same? If you have an ensemble cast, you have an ensemble cast because they're all different. Yeah, yeah. They all maybe react differently. Maybe one's quiet. Maybe one's shy. Do you maybe like one's the black the loud girl? Guy, I, I whatever. quite like, like the I black just, girl. I want a, a mixture of people. I quite like the black girl, and I like uh, hardcore, or her name is as well. I find no, I I find probably hardcore the most annoying. It's that yeah. typical. Oh, I you can only be a bitch to be a strong female sure. character in in shows these days, and I'm like. You could just be a, a badass because you're just like competent. Yeah. And like, you know, like bitch doesn't have to be the default. It is a comedy for, though, Rich. It I'm is, a badass. It, it is a comedy at the end of the day. We're like we can't take it too seriously. Again, you know. Uh, well, see, I disagree. Because the comedy is supposed to make you laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, plenty of people are enjoying it. Like so it's landing with a lot of people, but I do think it's the kind of humor that some people just with it's kind of like um to use a very dated reference, like Ace Ventura. Okay, now, like a lot of people, when that came out, like myself, fucking loved it. But then you'll have a whole segment of the population will just go, that's the stupidest kind of humour. It's that kind of humour. It's juvenile, kind of, as I say, early teens kind of humour, like the 13 to 14 bracket. Um, it's not that well, far again, away from Deadpool. Well, I, said, I, don't, I don't mind juvenile humour as long as... At least there's got to be one or t two times that it makes me laugh. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get it, man. I mean, it's 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 clearly not for you, but anyway, at least you watched it, man. Like you gave it a try. That's all you can do, you know. Yeah, I regret it now. Well, it's only you know <laughs> what I mean, dude. It's it's two episodes of TV. Now you can, because it doesn't change. It's not like it radically changes in tone. Um, no, well, that's why I said I gave it to the like because nothing much happens in the first episode, really. Sure. Um, Did Vigilante so show would, up in the in it? He, he shows up in the second yeah. episode. Yeah, that's when that's when they do the "is your dick out" joke. Oh, that's and you're right. Jerking yeah. off to me and all that crap, and I'm just like, I can't do that. I just can't. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. You're done. You're basically done. It's, it's terrible. Now turning away from Peacemaker and Rich, uh, I could have totally predicted you would hate it, Rich. Even though I I was hoping, but when I really think about it in the cold light of day, you were never going to like this show. You know, I, and I no. even thought that I even thought that the titles. Because they're so silly, would probably turn you off, which they did. <laughs> but do you know, do you know what movie I watched after that, which I did enjoy, or a couple of days yeah, later? What was it? Bro Broken Arrow. <laughs> uh, Christian Slater and John Travolta. Yeah, a John Woo film. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, not not the best film, but I was just like, geez, this is far more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah, for sure. Like from back in the day. Um, yeah, I enjoy. Ninety ninety nine or something like that. I think it was. It was, a, it was around um, that period. I'm, I'm not sure exactly, yeah. when, but definitely late nineties. I, 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 so I just I watched that to sort of like just watch something a bit older to sort of like give me a, give me a palate cleanser. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a fun movie, uh, Broken Arrow, um, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> poor old Rich. 
watching two episodes of Peacemaker. And now we do have some sad news. R.I.P. to Brian Augustine. Um, he was an editor. I did a lot of DC editing. Uh, he was a writer at DC. I think he, I want to say he was co-writer or editor on Justice League Year One. Uh, he also was a, a co-writer and at times editor of Mark Waid's Flash Run. Uh, he was the writer of Gotham by Gaslight um, with um, oh God, what, Mike Mc, Mike McDonaldia. Is it he say his name? Um, yeah. Hell, Hellboy fame when they did that. I mean, the guy had a it's a good track record, and he's very sadly passed away uh, this week, which I think he was about 68. Um, yeah, and are you familiar with his work? Um, I like, I'm not, like, super versed in it, but, I, I mean, I am familiar with, yes, some of the, mm. the, the work that he's been part of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, it was kind of high-quality stuff, and I know on flashbacks we've certainly done some of the... Um, some of the work that I, I, I think he's credited as an editor, but I also think he wrote some of the flash stuff with Mark Wade, like a co-writer at times. Um, so yeah, it's just always sad when someone passes away like that, you know, and I mean, he was, um, you know, still working and everything. So 68, you know, it is quite, I'm not sure if it was COVID. Um, no, actually he had a stroke. I, I read Mark Wade's thing. He had a stroke and just died really suddenly. Um, mm. So that's pretty sad actually. Uh, now, I purchased today, Richard, Dying Light 2. Um, and I tell you what, I was down, it was so funny. I stayed up till 2.30 last night, as I said. I woke up this morning and it was like 9 o'clock and I, and I stumbled out of bed and I went down and um, picked it up uh, from the store. I came back, had all these ambitions about wanting to play, but I was just way too tired. Took a nap and just, and then finally got around to playing it. Uh, this afternoon, man, it's fucking on, dude. Like it's it it is on. It is lit. Uh, things. Uh, have yeah, it's getting it's getting good reviews. I think a lot yeah, of lot good. of uh, YouTube reviewers are recommending it. Speedrunners and all those kind of guys. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone's speedrunning it yet, David. Only just came out. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take to, to for a speedrunner to get his hands on this kind of stuff? They've got to finish it first, and then and then it's all about. Yeah, it's it's going to take a while because yeah, speed running. You're going to have to first play the game, try and figure out quickest routes, quickest options, how to how to get from the the end to like the start to the end as quickly as possible. Sure. Da, 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 da. So yeah, I mean, no one's going to be speed running it on the first day. Let me tell you this: Am I the opposite of a speedrunner? I feel like I am when it comes to games. <laughs> I'm like a snail. You're you're, you're the tortoise, Dave. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> slogging my way through the game. It's the, it's taken you years to finish some games. <laughs> yeah, well, for Dying Light, the original, I I did finish. And then the expansion pack, I've done like I've done like ninety percent of it. Um, but I I put it I put the expansion pack in the last couple of days just to kind of get a feel for the game again. Um, I'm playing it on the PS5. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks fantastic. I've sort of done all the intro stuff. I'm now free to move around in the city. Um, you know, I'm all set up, ready to go. Uh, it, it looks great, but I will do a further, much deeper review of it by next show because I'll have had more of a chance. Um, I really mm. only had this afternoon. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Now, Richard, we had lunch the other day, and we talked about Cheers one of my favourite shows of all time. And you made some great points about how, well, you're sort of saying today it would be difficult to do Cheers because what, were you, what was your point? The sitting around drinking wouldn't be allowed or something? 
Yeah, I, I just think a show about people sitting around at a bar drinking and carrying on like that, I just I don't know if it would be uh it, it certainly couldn't be the same. Yeah. Like I just you know, because you got people today who's like, Oh, you can't eat meat, you got you know, you shouldn't drink and all that. You know what I mean? Like the you know, the the fun police. Yeah. I but just don't I just don't think uh, but, but then you had the drink. idea of like doing people it in still a coffee drink. shop. People still drink and there's certainly drinking scenes in, you know, movies and stuff. But anyway, I throughout the show I kept throughout the conversation, sorry, I wasn't a show, we were having lunch. Um, I kept saying there was a recent show where it was it was kind of like a modern version of Cheers. And I found the show. It's called Abby's. Uh, Natalia, Natalie Morales uh, was the lead. Look, it was nowhere near as good as Cheers, but it was the exact same concept. She set up like a her own little bar, almost kind of like an illegal bar um, on someone's property. And it was a comedy, like a light comedy. And it was like, it was the same thing as Cheers, like all the different people who come, you know, to gather around the bar, kind of, you know, all the different personalities and stuff like that. So, um, and, let, and let me guess, it got cancelled off like one season. It did. Um, mm. I think it was from 2019. Uh, it's, it was quite funny. I, I enjoyed it, and as did Michelle. Yeah, I, but, you know. but, 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 okay, so here's the point I guess I'm going to make. So when I said, like, you, you couldn't really do it, it's also got to do with a generational thing. Mm -hmm. Like, because I just don't think, like, younger people today, I don't think they necessarily sit around yeah. like people did in, like, the 80s and the 70s yeah. at a bar, you know, smoking, drinking, like, catching up. Because, you know, people tend to maybe, like, catch up, like, you know, online or, mm. you know, veggie bars or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just think the, the the how people hang out has changed. Sure. That I don't think a lot of younger people would really connect with that. If you, yeah. Again, if you yeah. do a show like that now. That's why I said I think if you're going to do a show like Cheers, you've got to try and, well, what's the modern equivalent? What are, like, maybe people between the ages of, like, 20 to 30 mm. like where do they hang out like as much now whereas again people in 40 plus they may still understand or identify yeah like the bar i mean i, I don't scene. hang out anywhere i, just don't, I, don't, I don't know i, I mean I, again yeah. could be wrong but i said to you hey, why don't i do one in a coffee shop you know remember i said that to you like a coffee shop mm. like one of those amsterdam coffee shops and stuff um Maybe, but again, I, again, maybe, I, as I said, I because I work in, like, uh, retail and I'm surrounded by, like, you know, uh, shops and cafes and stuff and all that, I just don't see a lot of young people sitting at cafes. Sure, yeah. It's mostly older people. That's why I said I think the, the younger people hang out differently mm. than, than older people. So I don't know. Like, you have to try and figure out what the what the scene is where what, the young, Where, where you know, are the they hanging out? Like, drinking in the McDonald's car park or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's like some sort of like vape shop or something where they yeah, yeah, yeah. they hang out or something. I don't know. Like I don't know the answer. But my question is, if you're going to do a show, you would have to try and figure out what that answer is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it, it, it is one of the puzzles. I mean, I'm I'm old. I don't I don't hang out anywhere. You know, like I, I mean, go, you know, I you, you know, at at, uh, at our shopping center here, the um the Gloria jeans closed, right? Oh, did it? Right, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that big, massive Gloria jeans where you would always see people hanging out, that closed down. So I just said, I just don't know. Like, I don't think younger people hang out at coffee shops. Yeah. I, I feel like the coffee shop thing was 
the correct thing like 20 years ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Like 2000, yeah. 2010s kind of thing. I think maybe that, because that was, because I, I even said to you, I think that's kind of like what Friends was. Yes. You know, if they weren't hanging out in the apartment, they were sitting in the coffee shop. So central, I think central even perk. the coffee shop is like old now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, oh, look, it was just it was just a it was just a a, a comment. More than well, I don't think we're going to figure out the answers. <laughs> well, we just need to work out where these young people are. I have no idea, but maybe they're online. <laughs> All as right, well. let's get the van, Dave. Let's go. Find... Maybe they're online, dude. You know what I mean? Well, like, probably yes. Yeah, like that's that's probably where a lot of them are. They're probably playing fucking Xbox and stuff, and you know, God knows what they're doing. You know, I, I don't know, but but also it, it's um. How can I say? Uh, all that stuff costs money, you know. So that's the other portion of it as well. Like uh, certain segments, like some people will just go. Like I would just go to a restaurant to have lunch. You know what I mean? But like, mm. if they're students, um, they're probably not doing that, you know, because it's expensive. You know, it's the prices of everything's have gone up since twenty years ago, kind of thing as well. You know. And I mean, drink, yeah, but I don't drinking. think you would do a show centered around um, students, though. You, you're trying to hit that like sure. 25 year old. Yeah, 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 like young professionals. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, like what? Where they do? You know, where do they hang out? Do they just go home and chat to friends online in a WhatsApp group or something? You know what I mean? Like, you, you just got to try and figure but out. But do what you not they're... think? Do you not think? I mean, look, I would have thought that your 25 year olds and all that would still be going out fairly a lot, like partying and stuff. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but partying, going to a party, get drunk and dance is not the same thing as hanging out at a pub. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, that is true. That, that is an older person's thing. You know? Mm. Like, but if you remember Cheers, they weren't young as well. If you remember called Cheers, like Norm, Cliff, Sam. No, no, no. Yeah, pretty much everyone is in their 40s. Everyone was old. Like, they were all, I can't, Woody Harrelson was probably the youngest. You know, Frasier. Uh, Fraser's wife, none of them were young. Written, yeah, I mean, young in the sense of like, I, I, I reckon most of that cast, when the show started, was over 30, you know, and the show went for, I believe, 12 years, something yeah. like that, 10 or maybe 10 years. Um, you know, great show. Just just thinking about it reminds me of what a great show it was. And I made the point to you that um, he was a recovering alcoholic, Sam. So he was an alcoholic who ran a bar, which was always interesting, I thought. That's one way to conquer your... Conquer your fears. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Rich, you'll be happy to know that the Flash's Grant Gustin has si- signed on or set to sign on for season nine of The Flash. Oh, um, thank God. I was so yeah. worried. He's finalised the deal for another 15 episodes of the CW series, which will now be called Beating a Dead Horse. Um, so, yeah, nine seasons of Flash. It feels like that's maybe seven seasons too long for The Flash, you know? Yeah, something like that. Or at least five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, though, he's just cashing it in. He's like, you know what? Let's just let's just grind this fucker into the dust. <laughs> yeah, I think I stopped at around about. I, th- I want to say maybe six. Wow, you made a lot further than me. Yeah, but to be fair, I dropped out of the other ones much much earlier. Like I, I dropped out of Arrow. I think after three seasons, I think I dropped out of Legends of Tomorrow after two. Yeah. But the other one I was kind of still like checking in was like the Flash one. But yeah, I, but yeah, when it got to the sixth one, I was just like, I just can't, I can't watch it. What anymore. killed you in the end? What was it that killed you? Or, you know, after six seasons, what was it? Just the romance angle because that always frustrated me. 
Uh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, at that point, they were kind of like now in a relationship, right? Like, proper and all that sort of stuff and all that crap. It was just more the um, the constant like time stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like they were always fucking with time, and and I'm like, I get it. Like, I do understand that the Flash is like, uh, he has escapades in time. Yeah, but not every fucking comic is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> fixing time or, or enemies from the future and crap and all that. Like I just got tired of like that being the, the main thing, the, the villain, you know what I mean? I, I except because I think even the one with the thinker, I think at the end of the day, it somehow became a time issue and all that sort of crap. So I'm just like, I'm like, okay, there's more to the flash and just time fucking travel, you know, like, yeah, it just got, it got repetitive. It got, it got too predictable and repetitive. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what killed, the, the, the show for me, I, I actually quite enjoyed it early on, and then I just gradually got to a point where I was like, I'm just bored out of my mind by the by the Flash. Like, it was the one that I always kind of felt like I might go back to, though, as well. Like, I, I, I always felt there was some potential there, but in the end, I just got, I just got ground down by the, as you say, the repetitive storylines, the romance angle was killing me too. You know, you know how they had that romance angle all the time. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they handled her. Um, oh, her, not her. Uh, their romance very well. Yeah, it was actually just... no. Sorry, I I didn't get to six. I don't. Oh no, I did get to six because I think that's the one that had uh, elongated man in it. All oh, right, you would have enjoyed that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed seeing him and all that, but uh, the whole thing came about with him and it was his daughter from the future and crap and all that. And I was just like, oh, I'm just done with this. Was his wife in it as well? Actually, no, I think I only got to five. Because right. six is when they did the um, uh, the Crisis of Infinite Earth, and I never watched that. Oh, I did watch so that. I, I, so terrible. I think I got to five. I, I finished five, and that was me out. Was um, Elongated Man's wife in it? Was Sue with her name, isn't it? Sue. They introduced her, but then, remember, they fired the guy, so. Oh, vaguely, that does ring a bell. Yeah, he he said something or other online, didn't he, or something? He went crazy online. Oh, uh, well, again, they found you know some older tweets. Right. And, yeah. Really. You know, you got you got to be punished for stuff you said. You know, in right. the past. Right. I do. Yeah, I vaguely recall this. Yeah, that's right. Um, was Booster Gold ever in it, Rich? No, but apparently oh. there's talk that they may be casting. Um... Oh crap! What's the guy's name? Uh, I think it's Donald something, uh, the guy who played uh, Turk in um, Scrubs. Um, oh. I, I, I've never watched Scrubs. Uh, they're, I, I've heard oh, it's the, that he it's the guy. I know the guy. Gold. The guy from Clueless who was also in Scrubs. Yeah, that guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Apparently he may be the Legends of Tomorrow's Booster Gold. So he, he's he's a funny actor. That guy. He's got he's got some. I know. I shows. like him. I mean, Scrubs back in the day was one of my favorite shows. Um, okay. I watched that thing religiously. But uh, I just don't. I'm sorry when I look at him, I don't go, "Oh man, that's Booster Gold." <laughs> well, they're race changing him. You know, obviously. No, no, but not even the no, but not even the race. I just like. Uh, one is much older now too. Yeah, he. Be- I mean, we, we we're not talking about Scrubs era. Yeah. Um, I think his name's Donald. I want to say it's Donald. He's got to be as old you as know, me. He's got to be mid forties at least. Oh yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm kind of like. Ah, uh, I mean, maybe I could have seen it, but again, I'm also. I, I guess not as the race change, but I'm just not. It'd be weird to see Booster bald. Because right, I mean, yeah. Well, how would that affect his costume? Yeah. <laughs> like if he's. I don't you know, like Booster Gold has a look, you know, the big goggles. Yeah. 
the you know, the big hair sticking out, you know, that almost like eighties, mm. you know, like pompadour type hair. I just go, I, I kind of that's what I think of when I think of Booster Gold. Like, I just think of a bald guy's Booster Gold. That's all. <laughs> well, we'll see. We will see what's going on here now. Halo Ridge, you were a Halo player, weren't you? Uh, big Xbox guy yeah, like yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I t- am indeed a Halo fan. The TV series is coming to on March, I think, twenty four to Paramount. Richard, mm, looks so, terrible. Does it? Is it? Is it live action, mm. Rich? Oh yes, live action, and it looks horrendous. Really? Mm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna type. I want to see an image of it. Halo, t- what's 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 bad about it? I, I would have thought Halo would be pretty easy to get right. I, I thought it had a very distinctive look. You know, you just have to no. Well, the problem is, is uh, they have tried a kind of like Halo show before. Mm. Uh, didn't involve Master Chief or anything like that. Um, Halo's not that like if you're not going to go like here's the thing. Halo is bombastic. It's big, mm. right? If if you're going to go TV show and we're like, oh, we're going to keep it down to earth and go cheap with the budget, I'm like, well then don't do it, please. Like, Halo is massive. It's explosions, massive action set pieces and aliens. Uh, please don't give me dirty looking people. You know, um, on look, a planet. I'm, I'm looking at it. it. Doesn't look that bad. Look, it looks like they've got the watch, uniform. Right? Watch the trailer. Okay. You can't watch the trailer, and you'll kind of go, "That doesn't." Oh, and the guy whoever's playing Master Chief or doing the voice, terrible. I've got a couple of questions because I've never played Halo in my life. Although, as an Xbox fan, I am very familiar with the look. Is it like Doom? Are they fighting aliens all the time and stuff? Is that is that the story? Oh, okay. Uh, it's not. It's it's not a simple explanation. So it starts off that yes, humanity is is fighting. Uh, like basically, it's called the Covenant. Sure. Which is a collection of aliens. Right. Uh, that's where you get like the brutes and and all that sort of stuff. And so they are battling that. And then in one of their battles, they uh, crash land on what is a halo. That's where the name came from. A halo. Right. It's it's this massive. Uh, I- Halo, but it has its own, like, um, I don't know if, like, being in space for, like, so long, it's just created, like, it has its own, like, ecosystem right. in the ring oh. um, and, and stuff and all that, but it's an actual weapon, and it's an actual weapon to kill what this, this, this it's called the Flood. Uh, just think of it as, like, um, almost like zombies, right? Right. It's, like, this infectious thing that just, like, takes over all life and all that sort of stuff, so the Halos are actually weapons. So in the three Halo games, it's um, it's kind of like this. It's it's a war between two things, but there's a third party that 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 is kind of there to wipe out all life. Oh, really? As well, and so uh, it's it's a bit more. Yeah, it's look. I can't explain the Halo thing without. But, but is it a shoot? It's a shooter, yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you so like in Halo One, you start off battling the Covenant, right? You're shooting these aliens, you've crash landed on this halo ring, you're blah, 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 you're fighting, and then you come across like this, this um, kind of like a vault kind of thing and all that, and, or not you, but I mean, these other people do, and they kind of unleash the um, the flood, right. which is this, this virus kind of thing that just like, you know, mutates, takes over, become like zombies, you know, like, um, yeah, and then you're basically fighting those things, and... You, I think you have to you activate the halo to basically kill it all and all that, and that's where you discover that there's many of these sort of like halo rings, and they were created by a forerunner race to wipe out all life to cool. stop the the flood from uh, taking over, you know, worlds and all that sort of crap and all that. So 
Um, but I mean, at the core of it, it's mainly the battle between the uh, the humans and the Covenant. Okay, so it, it's I always thought sci-fi shooter. I mean, that's all I knew about it. So I mean, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the easiest way to explain yeah. it. Yes. So in essence, it, like, do you, is it one of those um, games where the Master Chief guy you never see his face, kind of thing? Do you? Is he always just you Correct. know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like a Judge Dredd thing where he's always in his armor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't. Um, I mean, you've seen uh, an expanded material and stuff. You've seen his face as a kid, right? Yeah, because uh, his name is John. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him as a kid when he's when he's abducted and taken into the the, the Spartan program. Cool. It's basically where they experimented on. They basically kidnapped these kids who they thought showed like potential, whether they'd be like smart or athletic or whatever. Mm. And they actually basically kidnapped like hundreds of kids. Yeah. And basically experimented on them and stuff and all that. And some of them survived. Many of them died. And that was the first Spartan program, which is what uh, uh, Master Chief is. He's a Spartan. Right. Um, It's basically enhanced. He's an enhanced human. You know, there's a bit of like cybernetics in there as well, but a lot of also like gene manipulation and stuff and all that make them bigger, stronger. It's a bit like the Ultramarines Um, in Warhammer. You know? I'm kind of, yeah. Not as dark (laughs) as that. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's basically what Spartan is. That's what you are, and uh, again, one of the most iconic voices, um, you know, protagonists in in gaming history. And the fact that you can't get the the actor to come and do the not or the voice actor, he's actually a radio mm. um, uh, DJ, okay, um, kind of thing, and all that. Like he doesn't really do vo- like the only real voice acting he does is Master Chief. And I know he's getting a bit old, but come on, like you, you you've got to have the voice of Master Chief. Why, why wouldn't they have like, done that? Because they want to have an actor who they can show out of the costume, probably. May, again, maybe they want to show his face at some point or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, but you're telling me that's yeah. Master Chief and I'm hearing a completely different voice, I'm like, ah, I'm sorry, you've lost me already. Yeah, that does suck. Um, we will at least watch a couple of episodes just to do a review. I think just, you know, it's, it's in that video game cross-section. I know there's a bit of the audience who play it. Uh, you've definitely played it. We need to at least do a couple of episodes just to get a taste for it. You agree, Rich? I'll give you a minimum of one and see how we go from there. Uh, one, one's plenty. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I've never played Halo in my life, but I, I, I sort of just out of a sense of curiosity just want to at least check out what they're doing. But, yeah, I, I think I could probably – I could probably. I mean, Jesus Christ, I watched an episode of Naomi for the show, you know? If I can do that, I can almost watch anything. Um, Fair enough. So March 24th, that's coming to Paramount. So that's not that far away. Uh, Robert Patterson says the ending of his uh, Batman movie sets up a sequel. What a surprise, Rich. Um, apparently he was wow. shocked. He was shocked that they're going to be making sequels. How is he shocked? Surely he signed a multi-picture wow. contract. Um, wow. I can't believe that his Batman movie is setting up a sequel. Fuck, man. <laughs> How have these companies haven't thought of this before? The, funny the studios thing, are so stupid. The funny thing is every Batman series is is rebooted anyway. So not just sequel to the movie, they then do a sequel kind of reboot, you know. <laughs> like, like, we're going to do Batman again. We're going to do Batman again. It's like deja vu. <laughs> it's like, guess what we're going to do? Batman. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, even if they didn't set it up for a sequel, they were still going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, Ooh, um... Sorry, I just think... Oh, oh. I think Jack Reacher starts today. Yeah, I, th- I, yeah, I think it does. 
Um, yeah, Ooh, I think. I it's... know what I'll be watching over the weekend. My dad, by the way, um, I told him uh, that the Jack Reacher thing was on, and he is super. He's a big fan of the books, big fan of those books, and um, he's he's all ready to go on it. If it's, if oh, it's, it's probably watched already. The first season's up there already. Eight episodes. Oh yes, I'm gonna have some fun this weekend. There you go, Rich. See, and apparently it's gotten good reviews. I saw some. I saw some reviewers um saying it was pretty good. So, oh no, I, yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, "That looks good." Like, unlike when I watched the Halo trailer and go, "That looks like dog shit." Yeah. Uh, did you say the Halo game is not going to be set, you know, on an alien planet or anything? The Halo um, TV show. Uh, TV show. Mm. No, I think it's going to be. Well, I mean, Earth has got different like colonies. Right. It'll probably be on one of the the, the colony. Well, I mean, again, from the from the trailer, I saw the I saw a lot of Earth people getting like you know, attacked by, like, the aliens and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I just got a bad feeling, man. This mm. is sometimes when you just watch something and you go, I got a bad feeling, and yeah. I just got one of those when I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you you could be right, man. Um, now, there was some big news this week in terms of video game acquisitions. Uh, Sony is buying Bungie uh, for $3.6 billion, uh, in the latest blockbuster gaming deal. Um, this obviously comes just weeks after Microsoft announced plans to acquire Activision Blizzard. Um, now, Bungie are mostly famous, Rich, I believe, for making Destiny, and they originally developed Halo. Am I correct? Uh, well, they made the first three Halo games, yes. Right. But I'll I'll say this. Ooh, mm. That uh, I, think, I think Sony mm, may have overpaid a bit. Sure. <laughs> I mean, how I big is Destiny? How, is Destiny is Destiny's pretty big though, isn't it? Like, it's. I don't think it's as big as what it could have been and should have been. Mm. Um, it's one of those. Now, again, I'm sure some people go, "But that was Activision's fault." Okay, fine, fair enough. But I mean, since Destiny, uh, since Bungie left Activision and all that, it's not like they've um, improved the game that much. Mm. I mean. Now that they're independent, I think there's much more focus on like sort of microtransactions and all that. Um, oh, look, I mean, uh, I guess it's good for Sony in terms of new property. If mm. Bungie's got something new up their sleeve and all that, it certainly doesn't. It doesn't really benefit them for Destiny because again, Destiny, um, uh, uh, Bungie's already said will stay. Uh, multi-platform yes because again they, they need to make as much money on many platforms as possible uh, but i mean if they do have some new ip or something up their uh, up their sleeves or something they're working on that will certainly mm. uh make sony very happy or you know uh, make them feel like maybe that 3.6 billion is worth it Inter but again yeah. bungie is one of those companies you know like like bioware and and stuff where like the name's not as beloved as it used to be. Mm. Um, a lot of people felt very burnt with um, the two Destiny games that they made, you know. Because here's the thing: like the Destiny games, I will admit they are fun to play. Mm. The gameplay is it's good, it's solid, it it hooks you and all that sort of stuff. The problem with Destiny has always been a mass, a real lack of content. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like it's like it's a lot of like. Um, uh, uh, it's not got a super great story, no. which is fair enough. It's an online game and all that, but you can go for quite a few like months and stuff and all that, just doing the same shit over and over while you're waiting for. I would find that so fucking dull. 
person. something else to, to drop or you know you're just like trying to get like loot and stuff and all that and again as someone who's played world of warcraft for 15 yes, years so, yeah. i'm not being like a hypocrite going like oh, oh grindy but i suppose the difference is is that with world of warcraft there's more to do while you're waiting in between for like patch content and all that you know what i mean you can work on an old character you can work on your professions you can you know they got fishing competitions and you know and stuff and all that like destiny is literally you just shoot things yeah you don't really do anything else i mean i mean world of warcraft even added like pokemon battles in it you know what i mean just to give you things to do while you are waiting for content and the problem i think uh, uh destiny has is that there isn't much other than just going around and shooting things to do while you're waiting for new content. I've got a question. Um, I understand that. I did actually buy the original Destiny and played it a little bit. It, it, look, I thought it was okay. I, it was. I, I'm not that guy who just is happy to just continue just doing those raids and everything. But I did think it was fun enough. Um, it is. That's why I said the yeah. gameplay is really fun. Yeah. It's a good, fun gameplay loop. Like I, 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 I could, I could easily have gotten into it if I'd really tried a bit harder. Um, but what I was going to say is, when you pay three point six billion, it would the revenue from Destiny One and Two would that be in the billions of dollars, like itself, like the revenue from those two games alone? Would that would that kind of are we are they billion dollar games in themselves? Um, I don't actually know. Um, I'm just wondering because they say GTA is the most profitable game ever. Um, GTA Five, uh, and I want to say I think it did break over a billion dollars. I, I think I, I think it is considered one like one of the most profitable pieces of entertainment and return of investment for the company. So I was just wondering a game like Destiny, which I know is a you know it's it's a straight down the middle. I you know look, I don't I wouldn't say that it's in the billions or anything like that. I'm sure that the Destiny games have made in the hundreds of millions. Yeah of dollars but i wouldn't i doubt i very much doubt it it would be like a, a billion plus or anything like that okay. I, I mean maybe 500 million um right six seven hundred i i'd be very surprised if it did like you know like well the challenge is the challenge is then because i mean destiny one and two have kind of had their day in the sun haven't they like i mean i know they're still making money off off them but uh, they wouldn't be anything like the money they're making like two three years ago um, that puts a lot of pressure on that studio to come up with, I guess, Destiny 3 and maybe something else, you know, to keep the money coming in. Like, you've got yeah, to... Yeah, but, but, but again, but you see, but uh, when I talked about how some people got soured off of Destiny is that the problem... Okay, so when you play an MMO generally, right, like World of Warcraft, Guild Wars, all that sort of stuff, when an expansion comes out, you don't mm-hmm. lose your character. Right. Right, so every time an expansion comes out, you're, it's your same character... You've just got to, your your level has just been increased. The problem is so many people put years worth of, of time and effort into Destiny 1. Sure. And then when Destiny 2 came out, they were like, no, you have to start with like a new character, basically. You've got to start from scratch. You've got to start from level 1. Right, yeah. Like, a, yeah. It's... You, you, you don't get any of your gear or that sort of shit. And people are like, what the fuck, man? Like, I just spent years. Yeah, that would suck. Like, um, getting this cool gear and all that. Now you're telling me that Destiny Two is is not linked to Destiny One. I vaguely doesn't... remember that being a controversy actually when when Destiny Two must have come out. I, we must have covered it on the show in the early days because I, I, not not I never bought it, but I, I rec- recall that was a topic of conversation. Yeah. Well, put it this way: if they want to keep Destiny alive and not piss off people, they definitely have to keep coming up with new content, but without, um, 
and already so already they've annoyed people again so what they've done now and they've said in destiny 2 is that they're actually going to be cutting mm. old content from destiny 2 right right like old content you're not going to be able to access anymore people are like what the fuck man i paid for this game yeah 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 how can you now tell me i can't like if i create a new character i can't go back and do yeah. that old content and all that sort of stuff so that's i'm like they i think the bungie needs to figure out like what they're doing you know and like as i said like if if you had world of warcraft and you had it for 10 years you could still go back and play now again world of warcraft also made the uh, an error which upset a lot of people when they created an expansion that basically changed the original leveling starting areas mm -hmm. and a lot of people were very upset because they were like yeah but i like the old you know what i mean i want to experience the old stuff so you've got to be very careful about taking things away from players even if you think it's old content and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah people have an attachment to that yeah old no stuff. i, I they, get that yeah i get they, that. they care about it so uh but look i'm sure destiny pulls in uh, a couple of hundred million a year at least yeah but, but surely surely a there's million. a cliff that it, it surely there's a sort of a diminishing returns is what i'm trying to say if you've got a game look i don't quite i i understand the concept of these games and it's clever you put a game out like destiny and destiny 2 and isn't the whole point, Rich, that, like, they keep you, they keep, it's kind of, they keep you at the bar. They keep dropping all this new stuff, and you've got to, I, I assume, is there microtransactions and stuff, stuff to keep well, you playing. Yeah, so, okay, so basically, these sort of games, and this is why it's important that you have content fairly regularly. And when I say regularly, I don't mean, like, every month, you know, it can be every six months, every year, whatever. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get a peak of players when something new comes out. Yep. Then you're going to get players that kind of get bored. They've like done everything. All right, all right, I'm going to go play other games. Mm -hmm. And they, so basically they have these like um, uh, peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. So when new content comes out, you're going to have a peak of players. Da, 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 they're going to buy that, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to slowly dip down again mm. to like your hardcore players that play nothing but Destiny. Sure. And then you're going to have to put out new content because, again, it's very like it's very hard to keep all the players in between content, yeah, yeah, and especially sure. the longer yeah. it takes for content to come out. So, and as I said, Destiny doesn't really offer you much other than just keep shooting the same shit over and over and over and over. When, when we talk about that, how, like, I'm just trying to get some sort of an idea. Like, how often are, are new maps or whatever, you know, put out, like, f for people to play? Like, is it out every month or two, or is it, like, a, every no. year? No, no. Oh, uh... I don't know about the Destiny stuff, but in World of Warcraft, it could be like um, six months to a year. Right. Okay. In, in, in between getting new, especially as the, um, like, you, you might get a couple of new draw like early in the new expansion or something, they, they slowly eke out some of the new raids in the dungeons, but then in the life of that expansion, you, you, you kind of get maybe some new dungeons, some new content, uh, like, every year. Mm-hmm. You know, right, it, it depends yeah. on what they're doing, maybe six months to a year and all that. But uh, at, at towards the end of that expansion, you could go two years without anything new. Wow. Before, like, the new expansion comes out. So, so how are they making you know, money off it in the meantime? I know World of Warcraft has a subscription model, but, like, how is the, the publisher... Well, that's why I said I'm not sure how much Destiny actually makes because theirs would be very inconsistent because the only money they would really be making is people buying um, uh, store-bought stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, like skins Ins, and all that kind of stuff. All that sort of crap. Uh, but that's not, a, like a, that's not a guaranteed monthly 
No, yeah. Whereas like World of Warcraft, so that's has what I said. Them. I don't know exactly how much they make and like how consistent they make it. Okay. I'm sure it's probably a couple of hundred mil every year, mm. give or take. But I, I still think um, my, uh, Microsoft are ahead in buying Bethesda and buying Activision Blizzard is a, is a better deal. I know it's much more expensive, but I think that puts them in a stronger position than Sony buying Bungie. Do you agree? Oh, oh I've, I've, I mean, obviously that's much stronger. I mean, surely, again, if as long as Bungie has got something new for Sony, then um, it, it's still going to help Sony yeah. if, if they can get some sort of exclusive from Bungie. Um, but it also depends on how good that exclusive is. Because as I said, like, you know, I mean, I, I kind of thought, the, I thought the whole Destiny thing was just a total mess in terms of like content, storytelling, um, making the world feel like... Yeah, lived in and 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 alive and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? It's um, it's easy to make it like whack. Sorry, I'm talking about in like perspective. It's easier to make a single player game, yeah, where you can tell a story and there's a beginning and an end. It's a lot harder to make a massively multiplayer online game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 you know, and I think. They they made a very good gameplay loop, but I think what really suffered with that was like a really coherent story. Yeah, um, and uh, but characters. I, like, I, there's I, very little yeah. characters in the game. Yeah, and that's kind of what turns me off it as well. Like, I don't know. I have a weird relationship. I, I would like to. I'd probably like them if I played them. I tell you a game that I played that I thought was actually a lot of fun was Titanfall. Uh, I, I had both the Titanfall games, and I enjoyed that because I like those big robots. Um, mm. did, did you ever play that? I, I did play the first one, yes. Uh, yeah. I own the second one, but I still haven't got around to playing it. They were sort of like a forerunner to that kind of thing, weren't they? Like, I mean, because that had multiplayer in it, but I'm, I don't know if it was... No, 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 no. That came out after Destiny. I'm sure. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed those games. Um, But I, that the reason was I really liked the... The Titans, I guess, is what they were called, weren't they? Like the... Oh, everyone loves a, everyone loves a mech, mate. Come on. Yeah. I can't think. I don't think there's a single person that doesn't love a mech. Yeah, they were just co- they were just good fun. Um, and you know, I mean, there wasn't too much of a story that I remember anyway. You know, you could play. I played the battles a fair bit. You know, like you know the. No, no, but I, but what I'm saying is that I think. Look, you can get when your game is centered around like Call of Duty or something like that, mm. where a lot of it's going to just come from random playing against people sure. in a map. Because every map's going to play a bit differently because everyone plays differently. So you're yeah. going to have new and different experiences depending on who you're playing against and who you're playing with on any given map. So the story is not central. Mm. You know, like, it, it, it's cool if it's got a good story, but it's like, eh, if the story's mediocre, you're kind of more ha- there to have a bit more fun with the, the multiplayer. Yeah. The problem when your game is the multiplayer and it's... Uh, you want players to play for years and years and years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of just feel like you need to make a more interesting world. I agree, yeah. That's right. I mean, Titanfall 1 and 2, I probably played each of them for a couple of months, you know? And mm. and, and I did enjoy them, you know, more than I thought I was going to, um, but there was no way I was going to be playing it for years. You know, there was, you know, it was, it was just craziness. Um, but anyway, we've got some more information of World of Warcraft, which we'll bring up a, a little bit later on in the show because there's some news on that as well. But um, yeah, interesting stuff about that. Now, how about this, Richard? We've all heard. Oh. <laughs> you're familiar <laughs> yeah, with you're familiar with um, uh, the fucking idiot who owns Facebook. What's his Mark Zuckerberg? 
Um, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. A guy who looks so much like Data from... Um, from, from from next generation, but anyway. Well, there is speculation that he's either an alien or a robot. So yeah, well, neither would surprise me. Um, but anyway, so he is all into this metaverse, which is the virtual reality thing that they're trying to push because he's trying to get another revenue stream uh, outside of Facebook. But anyway, uh, a woman who is a psychologist, I believe, and has some access to. He must have some virtual reality thing going. I don't think it's a commercially available yet, Rich, but there must be, it must be out there anyway. So she's spoken about her surreal nightmare of being gang raped in virtual reality, as she noted her response to the incident felt like it had happened in real life due to the uh, technological advances of simulation. Uh, she's a psychotherapist who conducts research on the metaverse, and she was left shocked after between three and four avatars of male and male-voiced players attacked her in the metaverse. Um, troubling news, I guess, for a bad PR look for um, for the you uh. know, meta company. But there was... Uh, what do you think about this? Like, I mean, is this much different from... I mean, clearly it's... it's virtu- like, clearly it's bad behaviour, but, like, surely this kind of shit happens every single day online. You know, um... You know, people, you know, sort of, don't they famously kind of like let the insults fly, like in the in the games and stuff, man? Like, what what's going on? I would have thought it's like the Wild West in the best of times, Rich. Look, I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I've never really, I've only ever experienced the very occasional uh, bad shit on the right. internet. Yeah. Um, some toxic, but it's been very rare. Sure. Uh, and again, I've played, you know, again, uh, World of Warcraft. I've played a lot of online games. I played Call of Duty back in the day, Rainbow Six Vegas. I even used to play in like a, um, a clan, right? Where we played competitively against other people. I've I I tried to play. Um, I played um, Overwatch. Um, I played that like ranked and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and yeah, once in a blue moon, we'd have some toxic guy like sort of going off and all that. But I, I don't think it's as common as what it's made out to be. Right. Okay. I think we only ever hear about the really bad stuff. Yeah. And then people like to, it's the same, like um, it's, I, I was actually just thinking about this, watching the, um, uh, the, the peacemaker, right. Mm. Where she's sitting at the bar and the guy comes in uh, over and he's like, Hey baby. And she like insults him. And then this guy literally comes up and he's like, I'm going to smash the shit out of you, bitch. You know, or he was going to say the the c word, and I thought to myself, have we convinced ourselves that this is what happens every time a woman goes into a bar or something? Like, right. because you see it in so many movies and TV shows, and I think to myself, I think we we tend to hear a bad story and then we think that that's what it is or that's the norm. Sure. And yeah. as someone who's played online games for twenty years now, I got to be honest with you, it's not the norm. It it is much more rare. Now, are there maybe certain games and stuff where it is more? Uh, I I can say yes. I would say there are definitely certain games or stuff where maybe it is a bit more common, but I'm talking about a more overall online sort of gaming experience. I don't think it's as common as as what people like to make out. Well, what about the metaverse? What about the metaverse, which is Facebook's virtual reality? Well, one, one, I don't know if I believe her. (laughs) <laughs> in the first place it kind of feels like a made-up story but secondly you can take off your fucking visor yeah right like if you're in the metaverse and three four people come up and start going hey, <laughs> hey, 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 click oh there you go i just disconnected yeah i'm out 
so do you do you not know that you can disconnect or mute or <laughs> like whatever like i mean are we seriously it. that re- are we that stupid now that we think the online world is real maybe she was that lost in the simulation rich you know it was so convincing like it was just uh, fucking facebook metaverse have created this world that's just so realistic she forgot that she was even in sort of i don't know I, I i don't want to sound like some sort of like you know um anti-person but i i i'm not sure if psycho psychotherapist is a thing well psychotherapists are a real thing aren't they? what is a psychotherapist um, like a psychologist? they say they're a real thing what are they like a psychologist is that what it is yeah, I mean, kind of. I don't buy into a lot of that crap, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know. A psychologist, um, I, actually, I, actually, I actually dated two girls who were, like, studying this back in the day. And just the stuff, like, I read and, like, from their, their stuff. I'm just, like, I don't know if I, like, fully buy into the whole what is thing. It? I mean, yes, is it is it good to talk to people and all that sort of stuff? So, basically, they use talk uh, therapy to treat people. You know what I mean? Like. Right. They, they deal with, like, emotional problems and mental. But I kind of feel like, isn't that just listening to someone's problems and giving them advice? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, psychologists can be very helpful. Um, I, I don't even really understand. What, I'm, I'm looking at the definition. Look, I, I, uh, if, if you're, like, say, a... Um, oh, crap. Uh, if you're one of those, like, neuro people that, that study what the actual problem is... Right. Like for that, that I don't have a problem with. But the your Doctor Phil's of the world, I just don't right. buy into that shit. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, it's a lot of stuff about psychotherapist. Also works with people <clears throat> who are perfectly healthy but dealing with emotional pain resulting from trauma, as well as clients who suffer from mental illnesses or substance abuse. It doesn't. I, I'm like, what's the difference between that and a psychologist? Um, I know. Well, I, I think one can one can prescribe drugs and one can't. I think, like right, one, one and a, and a like, psychiatrist is different. different again. But a lot of psychiatrists are also psychologists. You know, a lot of a lot of psychiatrists yeah, will also have psychologists on their. Um... Oh, and by the way, I just want to point out: I'm not saying that it's not good to talk to someone. Sure. And uh, you know, it's always good to talk to someone and whatever. But I just, I, I think sometimes these people have a much more inflated opinion on uh, what they do. Right. Like, like your Dr. Phil's, I finally feel like they, you know, they think they're the smartest people in the world and, you know, they, they, they can psychoanalyze anyone and solve their problems and all that. And I just don't think it's as easy as, as that. Yeah. And, and for someone who's supposed to be, th- and who can't tell the difference, like if you're if you're someone who's supposed to be offering help to people and you cannot tell the difference between virtual and reality, I kind of well, have to worry if you're in the. It, it, I kind of have to wonder if you're in the right profession. She does make a good point, though. I mean, I assume she was play testing it for them, you know, and then she's gone in there and that's how, like let's just assume that did happen. I mean, you know, it's it's abusive. I mean, even though it's only verbal abuse, it's it is abusive, like behavior, and it's going to exist. Yeah, but but her saying like, "Oh my God, it's a nightmare." It was like, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it, it was like it was like it was real life. I kind of go, "Whoa, whoa hang on." Yeah, she's been very dramatic like, there. She's been very. Dramatic. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it couldn't have like upset you, and and made you feel emotional and and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, to, to like literally go like, "I felt like I was physically raped." Yeah. In the real world, in the, I'm like, come on, like Jesus, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I just, yeah. I, that, that, that. I kind of feel like that takes it a bit too far. Like if you had to go, like this is unacceptable online behavior. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. I, I completely agree. But for you to say that you were gang raped, 
Yeah. Very In a virtual reality, I kind of have to go. Uh, I can't go with you on that one. I just no. Um, You're being very dramatic. Gang harassed, maybe you know. Ganged up on, sure, but gang raped in a virtual. I just, I, yeah. I, I, I was, that's where I draw I was line. verbally gang raped. Is is you know like doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Now she's definitely going for the headlines. Um, that's for sure. Um, anyway, now Marvel and DC Comics and Star Wars have pretty much taken over. Says Roland Emmerich, the Independent State Director. It's ruining our industry a little bit. This is a guy who has just done blockbusters, isn't he? Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day, isn't that kind of his cup of tea? Um, well, he probably doesn't see them as... Um, um, well, popcorn movies. Blockbusters. You know? maybe, maybe he sees them as uh, more art. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's entertainment. But, I, I mean, he did... I mean, I'm, I'm looking up his IMDb well, now, He did The but... Day After Tomorrow, he did 2012, he did uh, Independence Day. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's done big blockbuster um, uh, movies. I mean, I think he did The Patriot. Did he do The Patriot? Yes, he did. The Patriot, Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day Resurgence, most recently. Oh, I think he did the terrible Godzilla one as well. He did do the Godzilla one, yes. Uh, Yeah, I kind of don't feel like he gets to say that. (laughs) And he's just done Moonfall, which looks very Independence Day-like, you know? Oh, Uh, I think I know that one. That's the one where they say that the, the... the That's moon new. has crashed into the earth before or something? It's a new movie. It's it's out right now. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I think I saw a trailer and it's supposed yeah. to be like the like the moon uh, has has uh, killed the earth before or so I don't know. It's some sort of cycle. He's done some pretty pretty um popular movies. He did Stargate. He did Ten Thousand BC, which was terrible, but I was obsessed with because I wanted to know if there were aliens. Um <laughs> and, and like seriously, that is such a boring fucking movie. Have you seen it? No. Oh, no. So anyway, so the whole movie, all I wanted to know was, was there an alien in it? And it's left open to conjecture. And and I remember reading so much stuff on the internet, like trying to work out if it was an alien or not. Was there an alien in 10,000 BC? And the answer is, it's a question mark. Like, but I, I, I thought that that could have been such a good movie if they'd gone down that route where an alien had crash landed. Mm. Like, why not, man? I mean, it's all fantasy anyway. It's not like he actually knows what was going on in 10,000 BC. One thing I I will say, even if he was an artsy-fartsy director, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I I would still disagree with him because it's not Marvel, DC, and Star Wars that's ruining. It's that it's people. Because if people are going to go watch that, if they pay money to go watch that and not the other movies, that's not really the that the 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 movie's fault. Yeah, I get it's you what know, people want to watch. The market like if moved, people didn't yeah. want to watch it, they wouldn't go and pay the money to go watch it. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's the consumer. Uh, it's the same people who used to decry the Transformers movies. Well, the Transformers movies were very popular until the last one, which basically just broke even and they stopped. But well, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, they used to make like tons of cowboy movies. Yeah. You know, it, if people are paying to go watch something, then you're going to keep producing it. You're giving that if the demand is there, you're going to keep making it. You're going to keep making it until the sure. demand dries up. And once yeah. people stop going to go watch these Marvel, DC, Star Wars movies, yeah, then they will stop making them. But if people are like, the, I, I think it was so funny the other day they were saying like, oh, you know, uh, what was what was that movie that came out with all those women in it? 
there was a flop. Uh, Michelle watched it the other day, the 355 or 255 or something. Yeah, yeah, 355. And they were like, oh, you know, oh, you know, not many people went to the movies, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, but on that same week, in oh. its fourth week or fifth week or whatever, Spider-Man still made 33 million. Mm. So it's not that people weren't going to the movies. Mm. They just weren't interested in watching that movie. They were more interested in watching Spider-Man. So my point is, don't blame the company that's making it. They're not forcing people to go and buy mm. the ticket to go watch it. It's true. They're just not interested in watching the other movies. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're popular. They're the flavor not just of the month, but of the decade, you know, like they're just what's popular. And, and studios are clever these days. They're very cleverly learnt how to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And so instead of just having, say, for example, in the 90s, you had the Die Hard franchise. And instead of having just Die Hard, the Marvel movies have let them have all these different movies under the same general banner. And so they mm-hmm. don't overly have to rely on just one or two people. They can They can throw in all these different characters and they, they has kind of fresh they've got dr strange they've got captain marvel they've got this they've got that they've got another captain america do you know what i mean they're hitting from various different points all across yeah. the board now so i well, think okay, that, okay, hang on look at it this way from uh from roland emmerich right mm. in the last 20 years mm-hmm. right he's made a fair bit of um um uh, what do you want to call them disaster movies sure yeah. I mean, Independence Day is a disaster movie. 2012, The Day After Tomorrow. Um, this Moonfall one that's it's coming out. I mean, even the fucking Godzilla movie. I know it's not, he didn't create that, but that's a disaster movie. Mm. You know, I mean, he has made disaster. Now, why do you keep going on to this? Because you know that people want to see those movies. Mm. You've attached your name because you know that people will go and watch disaster movies. Are you ruining the industry because you're making disaster movies? So many disaster movies? Oh. I mean, I just, he's just capitalizing on what was popular, you know? He's just giving people what they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a little bit rich. And I remember when Independence Day came out. I mean, that movie just annihilated opposition. You know, like mm. the original... Oh, God, that was massive. Yeah, Independence yeah. Day was massive. And that took, I mean, at its absolute peak, um, so much energy was put into promoting that and then milking it that I imagine plenty of other movies, um, you know, in the in the months that it was dominating, um, it took the oxygen out of the room for them. So, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like, well, he's ridden the well, highs, that, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Look, I mean, people don't go to the movies every day. No. You might be someone, hey, maybe you're a mood of a movie person and you go once a week. Sure, I used to. Or you go, or you go once a month. So if you only go to the movies, say, once a month, once every three weeks or whatever... You're going to pick a movie and you're going to yeah. pick what resonates yeah. with you. That's it, man. That's it. And I'm sorry, people don't have the luxury of going, oh, I'll go watch this tomorrow and I'll go watch that the next day. No, they might not come to the movies again for another month. Yeah. They've got to choose what they want to spend their money on. And I think COVID has also made people more selective about wanting to go to the theatre. I think, I think. No, I don't think so. I, I think oh, it's always on. been like you, that. That's, no, 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 no. It's Hang made on. them more like, selective. We, we, yeah, but there's always movies that bomb and there's always movies that make money. Definitely. And the movies that, that bomb, it's because people don't want to go see it, is my point. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's COVID or not. At, at any point, there's someone who has limited time hmm. or, or money. And so they pick the movie they want to watch. That's why some movies make massive amounts of money and others flop hard or some just make some money. And that's people being selective 
on what they were going to watch. I, I'm just saying I think COVID has made people more averse to going in general to the movies. So they're going less often. I mean, you, you look at the box office numbers, you can see that. Less movies are making those big dollars because COVID has scared a lot of people, you know. Uh, they're going to catch COVID going to the film. So I, I think that, I, I guarantee you, if you did movie attendances, they would be down since the start of COVID to now. I, I mean, I, I mean, yes, and uh, yes, and but I also think that if you make a good movie like Spider Man, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I mean, it, it's clearly good because everyone's raving about it. Then people will go. Yeah, but so I think that's it, the exception. It also depends on the movie as well. I think that's the exception that proves the rule, though. That's a movie that has a baked in audience, has the programming going in. You have to watch this. It's got in critical praise. It's got everything going for it. It's got I, no, I understand that, Dad, but let's say let's say this Moonfall movie comes out, right? And it's sure. a fucking rave. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's like one of the best disaster movies in the last 20 years. I guarantee you people go out and go watch a movie yeah. if it's getting uh, massive buzz, even if it's a new movie. So I'm just saying, like, it just also depends on the movie and the and true. the buzz. I, look, it's a that's lot true. of contributing factors. There's no one that's true. like that's true. answer to it. But at the end of the day, the answer to him is Oh yeah people choose what they want to watch. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, that you can't get away from. Like, you are right. In any era of recorded cinema, since the dawn of the fucking, you know, mainstream cinema, um, there have been movies, as you say, that have made money and movies that haven't. And and audiences, you know, as, what, since the late 70s, franchises have become a big thing. Um, and franchises keep on making movies these days until they hit break-even or loss. And then they stop, and then they reboot. Um, there's just so much money in a franchise. Uh, so yeah, I mean you you are right as well. And, and it, like, I'm sorry, but I mean I saw the trailer for Moonfall, and Michelle and I both thought it looked interesting. But we're happy to wait for it on a streaming, you know, because it looks like he's going to do Independence Day again, kind of thing, is what it looked like. Yeah, I think there's an Independence Day three, and I was like, oh god. Well, they're doing I mean, another the one. The second one was woeful. It was awful, actually. Uh, like, absolutely awful. The, the the second Independence Day, I thought it was one of the worst movies I've seen. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. I'm just looking I'm just looking at Metacritic for Moonfall. Let's just have a look and see what it is. Uh, okay, let's let's see what, what Metacritic says about Moonfall. Uh, 5.6 on IMDb. 38 on Metacritic. <laughs> It's not good. Generally mm. unfavorable reviews. So it does sound a bit like that old uh, Roland Emmerich may have a bit of a turkey on his hands. And then, you know... I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and then he's, you know, he's uh, very much uh, pointing the finger at Marvel and DC. And it's like, well, you know... <laughs> like, there is, a, But it, it also is a guy who's really operated in a very sort of like mainstream action disaster... Area, well, that's why I said it's, it's really weird that he's the one saying that. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, he's 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 kind of like like I and don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed like oh, Jesus almost all of his movies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, I think he did Universal Soldier. Like, we've yeah. we've listed quite a few. Mm. I've enjoyed all those disaster movies. So it's weird for him to be the one to be like, oh my god, there's these mindless as he, well, yeah. I'm sure he views these mindless popcorn movies are ruining the industry. It's like, <laughs> but that's what you make, bro. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, it's not like when on. Scorsese, at least Scorsese had, uh, you know. Yeah, you're just upset they're not going to go watch your popcorn flick. That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly right. Uh, now, we do have Microsoft acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard is to be investigated by the Federal Trade Commission in the States. 
Um, not surprising considering the sheer amount of money on the table. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, any any acquisition always has to be reviewed. Now, I believe for this one, it's normally the Justice Department, but I think because of the massive amount, it's been done by the Federal Trade Commission. Right, okay. Uh, which uh, it's something to do, I think, with Biden's uh, toughening up on these deals and all that sort of Jesus stuff and all that. Christ. But I don't think there's going to be an issue at the end of the day because um, – it's not, it's not really a monopoly because obviously, uh, especially with Xbox, because technically they anything they they purchase basically is going on two platforms. Yeah, like it's going on PC and it's going on Xbox. So it, you know, um, I I I would probably see them as them saying, okay, well, I mean, it's it's going to be on, it's going to be for PC people. It's going to be for whatever you're offering it as a, a purchase independently, or they can get it. You know, there's there's so many avenues that it's not technically a monopoly. Gotcha. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I mean, as long as you've got two to three companies, you'll never really have a monopoly. Yeah, I agree. You know you, you know what I mean? I mean, a, a monopoly is literally one company owning everything. It's true. I mean, as long as you've got Nintendo, you've got Sony, and you've got Microsoft, I mean, I don't see there being like a full proper... I mean, you could say there's a three-way monopoly, but, I mean, they're still going to compete with each other. They're still going to make good games. They're still going to want to pump... Because it's a content war now. It's not a console war anymore. It's a it, it's it's a content war. Content war. I like that, man. You know, I'm just I'm just glad I got my PS5. Basically, that's 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 how I'm feeling. Um, now, this was actually hilarious, and I it was about Squirrel Girl, who who came up recently on a show. Uh, there was a show. I thought the show was called Squirrel Girl, and this woman who cosplays as her actually turns out she was the actress who was going to play her, but she's now going to all these conventions as Squirrel Girl. It seems, but anyway. That's beside the point. So the the show was called New Warriors, uh, and Squirrel Girl was in it, and the guy and the, the show, you know, was going to go ahead, but it was pulled. I think it was coming out at Hulu. Anyway, um, the guy who was going to be the showrunner says the Marvel show was too gay for television. He says Phil and Frisky may do something uncouth. He teased on Twitter. He then penned a longer post explaining there's a show we wrote a few years ago. It was very proudly gay, a singular power that killed the show because it was too gay. A rich, straight, Brentwood turd. He got fired for being vile at his company. We, on the other hand, live New Warriors. And I was like, okay, what, is the show still coming out? No, it's cancelled. I'm like, well, the show doesn't live then. You know, like you're, you're alive in the sense you're writing a tweet, but the show is dead. So... I don't know. It was just... Uh, I, I doubt the show got cancelled for being too gay. It probably got cancelled for being too shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know nothing about... I mean, I, do, I actually do like Squirrel Girl in my very limited uh, you know, experience of Squirrel Girl in Marvel. I think she's a cute character. Um, is she gay? Or, or not? I thought she wasn't. I wouldn't thought she... have a wouldn't have a clue, mate. Maybe I she is. Don't, right? don't know, and I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think, um, uh, yeah, that would have been a Naomi situation. We would have forced ourselves to watch an episode just for the show. But I mean, honestly, the New Warriors have never interested me as a comic, <laughs> let alone as a fucking TV show. You know, when they spin yeah. some stuff out, and you think, oh god. I've never once in my like the Eternals. I've never once in my life read or wanted to read an Eternals comic. They're like it's making a movie, and I'm just thinking, 
you know, why? It just feels like there's no demand there at all. New Warriors, I, I imagine it has its fans. It feels like it's been around for what, 30, 40, 50 years, but I've never read an issue. Have you ever read an issue of the comic, Rich? New Warriors? Yeah. Um, oh, back in the day, yes, okay. uh, when it was um, um, Nova, mm. um, Speedball, uh, uh, is it Night Thrasher or Thrasher? I don't know, Richard. These are um, all zeros to me, but anyway. No, I, I did read them back in the day. But again, you know me, I've always been a sucker for... I, I like B, C, and D yeah, list characters. Do. I've always been... I've always enjoyed that. And, and New bad. Warriors back in the day was fun. It was definitely fun when it was like in the late 80s, 90s. Okay. I've always been that guy that prefers the mainstream guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it, I, I just... I'm, I'm always that guy. I'm more drawn to like... Well... I think I'm more drawn to those characters because there can be elements of surprise. It's true. Like you, you can do a lot with them. You know, you, yeah. You, yeah, you can do a little bit more with them that could, like, you could be unexpected, could be shocking, which you were never going to get with, like, your Batmans, your Supermans. You know, okay, other than them, like, oh, we killed Superman. You're like, oh, my fucking God, you did. Yeah, yeah. Definitely wasn't expecting that. But, I mean, overall. Yeah, yeah it's true. You know that, like, there's not too much they can then, like, and even anything they do will kind of, like, go back to normal. Mm. at some point but i always liked this the the lower characters because you just didn't know when one of them could be killed off or that's true um yeah. they, they could become popular like i don't know i just liked the the not knowing thing or Would like you have watched the show rich were, were you ready to watch the show did you have your you know yeah no your recorder ready to no. roll no squirrel is is like um <laughs> as i said i'm interested in the bc and d yeah i don't well, go as down as as far as zed <laughs> zed zed that's harsh she was popular yeah, uh, a few years ago. She's dead, bro. She's she's fucking bottom of the alphabet for me. Uh, a couple of years ago, or about four or five years ago, she had a moment of popularity. And oh, I'm yawning as I remember it, but she was everywhere in the Marvel Universe for, for, about a, for about six months. They had someone on the title. There was a bit of, you know, that critical buzz that gets going, that, and not just critical, fan buzz. Um like the Twitter verse was alight with Squirrel Girl. I remember it. And, you know, then it inevitably collapsed into nothingness. Um, it's kind of funny that the actress who was playing her is going to conventions dressed as her. It's like, okay, love, maybe it's time to, you know, give up here. You know. Um, well, I'll say this. The, 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 the woman that's playing her is a hell of a better looking than the actual character. <laughs> The comic book character, you mean? She's kind of got, like, buck teeth in the comic. She looks like a squirrel, actually, when I think about it. Then no, like, here's the thing. Like, when Squirrel Girl first came out, she was super ugly, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think it was, was it Steve Ditko? Yeah, it's awful. I've seen it. It's fucking yeah. weird. It's really horrendous, right? But then over the years, they, they you know, they cutened her up and... You know, they were like, look, maybe let's not draw the character that ugly. Mm. And then I think someone, when they did that... um that, that that super cartoony version mm. of her mm. that came out with like the fat face and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the big teeth. It's almost like like, hey, this character was was ugly. Let's make her ugly again. Yeah, you know. And I was just like, why make her like? It's a squirrel girl. Make her cute. Yeah, yeah. Like, well. don't make her f ugly. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not interested in the character. No. Um, we had Activision coming out making friends. Uh, the other day, and I mean that sarcastically, they were there's a union that's trying to form around Activision employees, 
And they put out a statement mm. saying a union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games. Um, they're trying to shut down the union talk. But um, I believe it's a big factor at the moment in, in the company. There's quite a bit of turmoil going on in terms of the employees and management and all sorts of stuff. And then they've also got the Microsoft uh, acquisition hanging over their heads as well. What do you make of it, Rich? Like, I don't even know what these people are complaining about. I assume it's long hours, low pay. Is that is that basically it? Well, the funny thing is, is apparently the people that are trying to form this union are the quality testers. Right. Okay. Like not like the 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 like uh, I'm sure maybe they got a couple on board, but this was all started by the quality testers, and I'm sure Activision probably turned around and said, "What the fuck is a quality tester?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so it doesn't even sound like this union that's been sort of formed now or, or trying to in Activision is actually even then being done by the actual like uh, developers and programmers and all that sort of shit. Um, I imagine but, they paid a lot more money than the quality testers, surely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's probably why the quality test. But as I said, like, I don't know. In America, I'm just the, the, the things I've learned about unions over the years and how they've almost become like little mafias in themselves. Sure. I, I just, I don't think, um, I think what, I don't know, I think America needs to maybe look at the system a bit more. Like, I mean, in, in Australia, we've got, you've got, uh, uh, you've got the law on your side, right? There's a lot of corruption so in unions things. here too, though. There's always been a lot of corruption. No, no, but I'm not talking about unions. I'm talking about there is laws in place. Oh, employment laws. That the yeah. government has created that protect you as an employee. Yeah, to an you know extent, what I mean, like yeah. your unfair dismissal and all this yeah. research. Like, I think stuff like that is fine. I think there should be stuff that, yes, it makes it, um, uh, it protects you in your job and all that. I just don't think unions are the way to go because, again, unions, as I said, they just they become corrupt. Sure. They become power hungry. You get that power. You want to dictate demands. I mean, how many times have you heard about you know union people losing their pay because someone fucking gambled it away or was yeah. embezzling and all? Like, it's just. I know it's not every union, but I'm just saying it's a very high risk <laughs> yeah. when you want to join or form a union. And there's a lot of people who uh, in America who like hate the unions as well because they've been part of the union. There is, but on the flip side, for them. on the flip side, you know, look, I mean, on the flip side, they do provide a bit of solidarity in an employment force where you can kind of just be walked off the job, you know, like... No, I, I, I do get that, but I'm just saying I think they need to come up with something better or sure. uh, the, the like, you know, the legal people need to come up with something better who create, like, the laws and job protections on that. Because you have to remember that also the difference in America is that um, there's, there's a lot more, like, independent and contract work. Mm. Um, like, you know, a lot of these places, like, at video games, at comics, you don't... It's not a job. Yeah, they're freelance. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't walk in, sign a contract, no. and you're, you're working there for sorry. life now, or yeah. until you quit or you get fired or whatever. It's it's like no, you you're working on a like pay pay for play basis basically. So maybe you need to look at that and go well. Can can we get more like contract work? Yeah, but like, I, I've always. I mean, I I, I I think unions are a necessary evil. I mean, I definitely think there's some negatives with unions, <laughs> but I think overall. You know, overall, they are helpful to employees, but like everything else, the power can be abused, and the stuff you're saying can definitely happen. Um, well, again, I mean, don't forget, don't forget when they were trying to do that, uh, when they were doing going for that image one. Oh, one of their demands was mess. they get to have a say in what gets oh, yeah, uh, published. Ridiculous. Yeah, I know, I know, it's ridiculous. So uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm just anti-union altogether. Unfortunately, I just I yeah. don't. 
I'm not, but I'm I not don't... super pro. I, I I I do feel in comic books, with how badly people have been treated, they should have unionised decades ago. Um, but like you say, this image thing is weird. But it seems to be as much about um, wanting to sort of censor the content, which I am very much against at Image, um, where really they should just be focusing on working conditions for, for the actual employees. That should be the focus of a union. You know, better wages, uh, reasonable paid leave, blah, blah. Focus on that. Don't try to well, censor the books. No, no, but so, okay. So this is why I say, like, I don't, I don't believe in a union. I believe in maybe there needs to be some kind of like, um, um. So as an actor, right? You, you, you're not guaranteed a job, right? You got to go and get the job. But when you are hired for a movie or a job, there's there is kind of like an actors guild or a union that make sure that on that job certain things are being followed and you know you're treated well. Maybe something like that needs to be put in place. Where look, you'll work for hire. You're going to work on this game and then you got to go look for another job just like an actor does when they finish a movie. But while you're working on this job, you will be guaranteed this. Yeah, well, be that, that, that would you be like the Writers in... Guild, but applied to comics. You know, the, I think... Yeah, yeah, be. exactly. Like, yeah. maybe that's more the answer than trying to get a union where you're like, oh, we want to be hired for life. And, you know, sure. if you get hired at a company, that's it. You're in the job forever. And it's like, well, no, that's not how that works. Because they always want to get the best people yeah. when they're doing something. And the only way to get the best is to always hire the best or, you know, you look at stuff when you're doing a game or a movie or something like that. So maybe that is more of an avenue that you should try looking into is that once you've got a job for that period to work on that game or whatever, you, there's rules and stuff that you will be looked after in that time in the work that you're doing, that you can't just be like let go for yeah. whatever reason or fired on the spot because the person doesn't like you or anything like that. I'm all open for that. I just, I, as I said, I'm just, I'm not a union guy. I don't like that. No, fair enough, man. Um, now, this was interesting. Uh, regarding, we've discussed this before, apparently half of HBO Max's subscribers who signed up after One Dorman 1984's release were gone in six months. Pointing to, you do it actually, don't you, Richie? You sign up for a streaming service, you might use it for a month or two, then you sign out. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah, once I feel like there's nothing, nothing more for me. Like, the, as I said, the only one I keep is the Amazon, but that's because of the Amazon Prime. Sure. Because I get discount and the free shipping and all that. But everything else, once I feel like, ah, there's nothing more I want to watch, then I cancel the subscription and and look for some, you know, look at, okay, what does Binge have or what does Funnily you know, enough, Stan though, have? Funnily enough, HBO Max is, honestly, I think has one of the best selections out of any of them. They've got such a wide variety and they've kept putting more stuff on because of the Warner Brothers content. Like, I don't know, that's one I wouldn't wouldn't lose myself. But, um, but by the same token, though, some people just wanted to watch Wonder Woman 984. I mean that's just it is what it is. But half of them, so half like that 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 tells me as well that um, Warner's look at that and probably think you know what we've got to keep putting our movies very close to release date uh, on the on the service because oh yeah, but that you know. but that's why I said to you like I mean I, I if if you go straight to streaming mm. you know or or do same day streaming and movie release it doesn't hurt you. Because one, either the people keep their subscription mm. because they know that's coming and so you get that money from them or you know a whole bunch of people are going to sign up mm. and, and, and pay you the $10, $12 or whatever mm. to watch that movie and next time and they might cancel but then the next time a good movie comes on they're they going to go pay you again because they're like, oh, it's 12 bucks. It's cheaper than going to the movies. I, I think we'll like, wind up in, an, in the next year or two they'll be back to the same day 
releases. I really do. I think it's not that far away. Uh, interestingly enough, um, former CEO Bob Iger, Disney CEO, says giving Marvel films to Netflix was like selling nukes to the enemy. He said that licensing films out to Netflix gave the streaming platform Netflix a huge advantage long before Disney Plus existed. And he was basically saying um, that they then had to wean themselves off that model because they wanted, like when they launched Disney Plus, they had to let the deals run out uh, at all the various other streamers that they had. And then they had to wean themselves off the license revenue because they were, they were putting it, because uh, what was happening was um, the, Netflix were getting all these subscribers because of all this, all these movies that were really popular and they were using the money from that to produce their own content. And so Disney was, in essence, feeding the, the beast, feeding the enemy. Whereas he said, what I guess saying is we then had to pull back off that model where we're licensing out our products and that revenue we're getting from the license fees uh, to launch our own channel and create our own shows. And believe you me, I, I, I will say this. I think Disney were incredibly slow out of the block in producing new content. I, I actually think when this, uh, they've got them better now, they've got the Star Wars shows cranking, they've got all the different Marvel things happening and various other things, but I think that they were, they sort of rushed it. They didn't have a lot of new content. If you recall, Mandalorian was one of the few new shows they had, you know? Um, mm. But obviously, time has, you know, they can start stockpiling stuff, but it's interesting. Um, I think Disney... Yeah, but I mean, it's, I kind of feel like it's also a stupid comment because you didn't have a streaming service. You didn't even have a, a, a thought to actually have your own streaming service probably when these deals and shit were being hammered out. Sure. You well, had no yeah. idea how popular streaming was going to be. So, yeah. I mean, duh. But, I mean, what would you have done? Say, no, we don't want to put it on there because maybe in the next 10 years we want to do our own show. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's just hindsight. All he's just said yeah. is hindsight is 2020. So, okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah, review <laughs> like, mirror star, Bob, you know? Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, I, I kind of, what he said is like, it's not like, oh my God, oh, I never thought of that. I was like, yeah, of course that is what happened. Like, yeah, okay. it's true. Yeah, it's right. The rise of Netflix. Yeah, of course. Um, World of Warcraft's orcs and humans will soon be able to fight together in raids and dungeons. Uh, I saw this on Facebook and I mentioned it to a couple of um, World of Warcraft people I knew who um, played it, which one of which was Dion. And apparently hardcore gamers have abandoned the game prior. Um, apparently the game is just slumping like nothing else, Rich. Were you aware of this? Of course. Yeah. So it's um, so apparently they're really struggling for numbers there. And um, it, so in essence, they're, they're adding cross-faction instances to the long-running MMO. Players will be able to directly invite members of the opposite faction to a party if you have a battle tag or real ID friendship or if you're members of a cross-faction World of Warcraft community, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, guilds will remain single faction. Random matchmade activities like heroic dungeon skirmishes or random battlegrounds will all remain same faction. Um, so is this... Because I was talking a bit about this to a couple of my friends, Rich. I was saying what I'm surprised by, because obviously it's slumping now, but it's been a long run. I'm surprised they haven't gone back to the fucking laboratory and created World of Warcraft 2. You know, a, a brand new... I'm not talking about, like, a reboot. I'm not talking about, like, just a remodel or re-graphics. I'm talking, like, a brand new game um, starting off the whole thing with much more current technology for people's, you know, computers. Um, and, yeah, friends of mine I'm talking to are saying that's what they should have done, but they've been greedy and they've just been happy to collect the monthly subscription fees for years. What's your take, Rich? Um, 
No. Um, I, d- I disagree that they need to make a Warcraft 2. Right. Um, I mean, l- l- let's be honest. Uh, people are only saying that because it's not the game it used to be. Right. But this is a game franchise that's been around for over 15 years. No yep. one was like, where's Warcraft 2? Where's Warcraft 2? No, because they were pumping out good expansions. People were enjoying the game. But over the years, as it's declined in quality mm. or quality of expansions and all that sort of stuff, and a lot of people have left the game. And in fact, there's a lot of uh, World of Warcraft content creators mm. you know, who, who make YouTube content or they've all left the game. They all pretty much fucking play in Final Fantasy now and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, yeah, there's lots of like hardcore, lifelong... Uh, even I haven't gone back in... It's definitely well over a year but, now. But but if your game is um, diminishing, like partly that must partly that must be because it's not cutting edge anymore. Like it's it's fallen. No 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 no. It's no. It's nothing to do with cutting edge. It's all got to do with gameplay. Right. It's it's got to do with story and gameplay. Like That's what I'm talking um, about. they've done they've done upgrades to the graphics over the years. So yeah. it's not a it's not like oh my god it looks so old from fifteen years ago. If they put it this way, if they put their heads down right now and said, "All right, fuck it, we're going to listen to the fans, we're going to go back to brass tacks, we're going to make another great expansion," mm. and they came up with the expansion, there'd be a massive influx of players. You wouldn't have to create a whole new. Let's start from scratch. Everyone level one, whatever, blah blah blah. You would get a lot of those. The problem with World of Warcraft is you're not going to get any new players into the game, mm-hmm. right? The game is 15 years old. Sure. Like, as a new player, it's going to be very hard to come into that, understand, but have isn't that, fun. But isn't that doing... part of why you want to... That's why I'm saying it, World of Warcraft 2 would be a starting point. No, 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 because no, no, because that's my point, is that um, you had a massive amount of players three, four years ago. Mm. They were all lifelong players. You want to get those lifelong players back. Right. You spending all the money to create a whole new game and all that in the hopes of possibly getting in some new players, that's a massive gamble. It's yeah, going to be but, a lot but, easier but to, to make a good next expansion to bring all those hardcore players back who will play for another 10 years or whatever or five years and give you money every Well, frankly, month. I would have done both. I, I would have commissioned an expansion to, to maintain the player base, but I would have definitely been working on a, a new version completely. Like, why not? They, they, they must have so much cash on hand. Like, seriously, they've made so much money out of this fucking game. That they could easily commission it. Look, look, look at GTA. Look at GTA Four. It was enormously popular. They went back. They redid it. New, new one. GTA Five. They've been able to play it now for. It's got to be close to ten years. That game's made so much money, and there'll be another one. GTA Six. You know, like they, mate, they go back. That's, mate, that's apples and oranges. You ca- you can't compare uh, oh. GTA to a massive uh, to an MMO. It's two completely different well, types of games. They've got GTA Online and stuff as well. I mean, I just no, feel like GTA Online is not. It's not the same, Dave. But what I'm saying is, it's a as game. I said, you, you, yeah. But again, you've got 15 years worth of fans. But GTA All Five those people has have had their about characters. They now. have their memories. They want to keep playing that game yeah, with their I, characters. I, 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 I'm hearing as well uh, a lot of people saying that they need to 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 do a new one, and that might. And with, I'm talking with, like I'm not saying uh, just again, like I, a, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think that's just people who are dissatisfied with the current product, and so that's why they're all saying that. 
I don't like that's just again that's but just that's the, them going oh I hate the current wow I want a new wow that's what it sounds like to me and but that's that's, not, that's a reality I don't think that's realistic the, the old one has gotten tired I mean they've 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 had it for eighteen years of you know it feels like it's overdue for a reboot to me like if I'm just looking at that from the outside I'm like okay we've monetized this to the end it's it, it's in its end stage we've you know this has been like a thing that's gone on for a long time now. We're looking at subscriber numbers. They're way down from where they were a couple of years ago. The impetus is on us to... I know you're all about a new expansion, but I think you want to really get people paying attention, relaunch it, fresh new game, brand new everything. Everything's dialed up a lot more to current standards so it can compete with your Final Fantasies and whatever the other competitions are for this kind of stuff. Like, I don't even know who they are, but that's what I would do. I mean, they've definitely got the money, so why not do it? Like, uh, it is very, very hard to create a brand new MMO. They failed. Uh, yeah, but they've they were got the branding, Titan, got which the... is what became. No, no, they're talking about Blizzard, mm. which eventually became um, Overwatch. Right. They were working on another MMO. It's really hard to make an MMO. Yeah, like, but you so want World of Warcraft. Failed. It's called World of Warcraft. It would be called World of Warcraft Two. So it's got the branding of the original fucking, you know, one that ruled them all. The most successful. Again, surely it's the most you successful. You would have to make it the absolute best fucking game to to even reach the heights that you already had. Well, I think the first one. I, 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 really, I just don't think it's, they're going to do that. I really believe. I, I think they'll have to do it. Um, and I think they will do it. It's a question of time. I'm not saying it's going to come out next year. I think you would have the branding. You, you know, it's the granddaddy of them all. It's the most popular one, and you would bring a lot of people back, and you would get new people as well. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about how good it would actually be. I, you know, but success, I think, out of the gate, you would have a lot of success. Obviously, you would have to make a really good game to keep people. Obviously, they did it really well. Like, I mean, I've never, well, I've played the game once or twice at Dion's, but obviously. It succeeded beyond everyone's wildest dreams. They've been able to monetize this for 18 years, but everything has a shelf life, you know? Um, and it just feels to me like they've got a lot of loyalty out there. Even people who are saying, we're, we're, you know, we don't like it anymore. These people may have been playing for 15 years, so they're pretty loyal people. I think you, you redo it, reboot it, bring it up to scratch, bring it up to modern-day standards. I think you'd have a hit on your hands. And I'm surprised they haven't done it because this decline... I mean, honestly, it's inevitable. You know, it's nothing can what, last. I'm sorry, forever. what 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 do you mean by modern day standards? I'm talking about like, like I'm I'm thinking of like, let's say, what's it called, Elder Scrolls Online or whatever it's called. Like, I'm talking about like modern graphics. You know, everything's like Assassin's Creed style graphics kind of thing. I'm talking about like, oh, really? God, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play it then. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dial everything up because when I see the game, to me, even though it looks cool, it also looks very cartoony. And no, I'm just that's 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 the art style. That's that's the style of that game. If you make it look like fucking high graphic, I'm out. I'm 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 already out before <laughs> well, the game's even. I'm just saying. Announced. I just think you need to upgrade the whole thing drastically. You know, and, and I'm not saying it's been uh, again, bad. As as someone who's played it for 15 years, I disagree. I think yeah. you just have to make good expansions, and the players will come back. But you can't. You can't. Everything has a da- everything has its day, and there is a time and place to go back and, and and start again. I'm not saying they abandon the current game. You still service the current game until you get the new one. 
So, like, you know, even though it's in its end stages, you still keep going. You still milk them for all they've got, like, to the end. But I, I just feel that, like, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely wrong. But, I mean, I've spoken to a few people who are big World of Warcraft fans over the last week who have really been on board with what I'm saying. So I was interested to hear what you thought. But you're going from the other perspective where it's more like you just want another expansion, um, new content. When's the last time? I just I, I want good expansions like they used to do back in the back in the day. Because okay, I understand what you're saying that everything's got a shelf life, right? At some point, all the the character the the, the players mm. will be too old, they've moved on or whatever. But my point is, if you make a new World of Warcraft, the new younger people mm. they don't have any connection to Warcraft. Mm. The reason that World of Warcraft was so big and so popular was because of the people in that age group who were massive fans of Warcraft. Sure. So if you create something new and you want to know, oh, we're going to capitalize on the name, uh, there's nothing new, there's nothing World of Warcraft that younger people are going to be like, oh, World, World of Warcraft, yeah, I played that. Like, no. like the, I, I just don't I, think, I think that name recognition is there that you think it is. I think that there's, I think that even people like me who don't play it know full well, if you're a gamer, you know I'm not, about I'm World talking about younger people. I'm not talking about your age group, Dave. Yeah, but I still think it permeates. I, I think it's a big brand name, and I think you, you put out a big, flashy new product called World of Warcraft, it would sell well. Um, how it sustains itself is a completely different you know, proposition. It comes down to how well they do it basically, and how well they service it. But I would I would imagine that they've got, like, buckets and buckets and buckets of money to throw at this fucking problem. So, I, I mean, I don't think they've got that much to lose. Like, they've been milking this game for 18 years. Uh, I would put out an expansion like you want. Like, yeah, feed the current base. But at the same time, I'd, I'd have them quicking up a sequel like you wouldn't believe. And, and then you I can don't, push I that I doubt out. they have that much money. Oh, they'd have a lot. Are you kidding, dude? They've made so much money out of this thing. And and I think that they've been trapped in the short-term uh, mode where they're just, they're, they're just greedily taking the subscription, but they're not re- maybe they're not reinvesting it in the game. But th- that's what I would be doing. You, no, you're it's, take no it's not about reinvesting. It's that there's people who work on that game now and in that company who think they know better than the actual players. And they yeah, don't that's listen a completely to different. So that's a completely different. When, you know. when their games get... Yeah, but, the, but my point is, it's not like they're like, oh, we're not investing in it. They invest in it. They're just making a shitty product. <laughs> because when they work on the expansions, they get testers mm. to come in and give them feedback. And they go, hey, this doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. This is not going to be fun. Blah, blah, blah. And they go, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, why the fuck did you let them test it then? Right. If you weren't going to listen to their things. And a lot of the content creators who were those testers said, we gave them this feedback. Before the game came out, right? when we were invited into the Alpha and all that, and they asked us for feedback, this is all the feedback we gave, and they ignored every single one of our feedback, and they still put out the game exactly how we tested it in the Alpha phase. What, so it's what, not about um, them not putting the money in. It's just that they think they know better right. than players who've been playing it for 15 years well, and, and, I mean, and know what fun is and what people a, are going to be looking for con- in the game. That's a content-like problem, but... You know, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking bigger picture than just that. Like that's kind of details, you know, like story details or whatever. But I'm more thinking, I'm thinking of the overall package. Like no, it's not. No, no, picture. it wasn't story. It was actual gameplay stuff. It was mechanics. It was dungeons. It was um, uh, systems. 
yeah. that were in yeah. place of how things worked. It wasn't just like story well, stuff got, and all that. I'm just saying some, if, you've got to take some um, feedback, yeah, from the from the audience. But you can't be completely subservient to them. But yeah, you've got to take some feedback. But I, I'm looking at like forget about that. Like I'm assuming that these people can make a solid game. I assume that that's you know what they can do. I'm assuming their skill set is they can deliver a solid game. I'm just saying they need to. You need to kind of put it back up there because right now they're kind of like it. It almost feels like you know. Obviously, they're making a lot more money than comic book stores, but you know how they're always saying like Western comic book readers are an aging market. Blah blah blah. Like we've heard this a thousand times, and a niche audience, which is why they constantly overprice it. It feels like they're headed down that route. Like if you don't bring in new gamers, well, you're going to have a dwindling subscriber base, and you're going to wind up have a problem. You know. Look, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of people playing World of Warcraft. Like, don't get like, don't think that because um, uh, the numbers are the lowest it's been, mm. you know, that sounds oh, well, God, it's so low. There's still a lot of people playing. Okay, so I'm just surprised uh, because just, almost yeah. every every person I know still plays World of Warcraft that I know who play. They still play, right? Even though I'm not, they still always ask me when are you coming back. When you coming? Oh, you're going to come back? And I'm like, ah, no, not really. I don't feel like it. Um, but I know lots of people that are still playing World of Warcraft. So don't don't think because the numbers are low that it's not still got a player base. And okay. it's still got a player base that is uh, higher than a lot of other MMOs. Yeah. Now, there, there could be an issue with like Final Fantasy is maybe pipping them in terms of like player count. It's hard to tell because either, even though everyone's saying like, oh my God, Final Fantasy sold so much, they were crashing the stuff. It's like, yeah, but they didn't have as many servers as World of Warcraft has got servers, like World of Warcraft have far more servers than them, so of course you can easily crash it if you don't have yeah, yeah. that many servers. But I still, that, I'm not that, I, I mean, I have played Final Fantasy. That it has sold well. It's a very popular game. But I, I don't think people realize how high the player count was okay. in World of Warcraft. Like, if you go from, let's say, 20 million players, right, mm. down to 11, that's yeah. a massive drop, right? Mm. But you still have 11 million players. Yeah, but it's it is a that is a problem though because you're still going to have a massive decrease in revenue, so it's not a good sign. I mean, yes, it's, you've got not, a, it's a decrease rate. in revenue, but you're still making revenue. Is my point? You're still making revenue for yeah, eleven million players. Yeah, but like that, that's not good. When a company looks at their at their balance sheet and they see the the revenue mm-hmm. is, has diminished that yes, much. I cannot, but here's my I, I understand what you're saying, but you know how many MMOs that they would kill. For even the lowest, yeah, but I, un- I, I understand numbers? that. But but at a certain point though, as a, as a business owner, like you you don't want to have declining numbers and just keep saying, "Oh, we're still the biggest guy on the block." Because one day you won't be if they keep declining. So you want to maintain. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, uh, I don't think the new game is the answer. Like, I think from you know the fact that there's so many people still playing this, they're still heavily invested in it. Right, yeah. still a fair number that is still higher than every other like MMO out there. I think the answer, if you want to get the other players back and maybe get them back for another 10, 15, because again, there is a, there's an expiration date on World of Warcraft. Don't forget that there's definitely an expiration date. You want to make sure that you get up to that expiration date and then you'll probably come up with something new and maybe a new franchise. Maybe now you'll do the StarCraft MMO or something like that. I just think right now, I don't think the game is at that, oh my God, we've got a reboot and whatever just but to say it. No, I, think, it would take, I think making a good surely making the game would take like a game as big as this would probably take three years probably you know 
like two, three oh, years. Oh, it'd take longer than that. Yeah, so I'm saying, so, but I would have, like, I seriously, if I was running it, I would have that going, the development of that going, and as well as putting an expansion pack out, like a Band-Aid. That's how these expansions feel like to me. Band-Aid solution. That's one of the people I was talking to this week was saying that short-term thinking, Band-Aid solution, and that's where they're sort of going wrong. But you've got the opposite opinion. I will say, I mean, we've discussed it to the nth degree, and I don't even play the game, but I am interested in the overall topic. If there are any other World of Warcraft players, give it, you know, email uh, the signal of doom at gmail.com or message um, myself on Facebook or message the show on Facebook with your opinions if you're a World of Warcraft player and give us your thoughts on this because I think it's an interesting debate, actually. I think it's a... I think it's a you know very interesting conversation. Um, and it's interesting, Rich, because you, you're very strongly that way, whereas the other World of Warcraft players I've been chatting to of the opposite. But, you know, that's... Well, the difference is, is I think I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here, but my guess is they just want another one so they can have that experience of uh, uh, feeling the experience for the first time. Oh, it's a new game. Sure. Starting from scratch, it's a new experience. I, and to me, I think that is short term yeah. because... There's no guarantee that the next game would be better than what they've got now, you know. Especially since the other one has but, got but all the built-in mechanics. That's every sequel ever. I'm just saying. I just don't. I, I I think all of them are just like I just want to experience it again. I want to feel brand new again. It's all it's all old and tainted, and I've had bad experiences. I want a new one so I can feel like I'm starting from but, scratch. But that's, that's so a many valid. Games. No, that's a valid w- yeah. way to feel. I just don't think it's right. <laughs> I, that's not how I feel about it. But fair enough. But but like. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, you feel differently. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even play, so I don't care particularly. But I'm just thinking about major games like Assassin's Creed, GTA, yeah, Destiny. You know, they all sort of like. I'm just thinking about big name games. You know, they do put out a new game because uh, you know you could. I could still, if I wanted to, I could still be playing Assassin's Creed Origins. You know what I mean? Because there was that much shit to do. But, yeah, and I just told you that literally almost every single Destiny player was pissed off when they created Destiny 2. That's interesting. Because yes. they put all that hard work into Destiny 1. Yeah, but like Destiny... Here's the difference, though. Because I, I right? get... And I I get again, I'm not going to compare Halo 1, 2, and 3 to an MMO. I'm not going to compare okay. Assassin's Creed 1, but, 2, and but, 3 to an MMO. Well, they're still games. They're, you know, it's... <laughs> But here's my point. I I hear what you're saying, and you make sense. But Destiny 2 came out, what, like three, two, three years after Destiny 1? So quite close. Yes, but they only did that because Destiny 1 was considered a bit of a flop. Right, okay. Well, that idea. They had made, it's the same as Final Fantasy. The first, the, the Final Fantasy 14 was a flop. Right, okay. So they literally had to scrap the game and start again because it was a flop. My point is... World of Warcraft has been around for 15 years. It's not a, it's not a flop. Uh-huh. You've just made a couple of bad expansions, but you can recover from it. Okay. Moving off this topic, how popular is Elder Scrolls Online in comparison to World of Warcraft? Is it a decent game? It's cons- I, I put it this way. It's cons- it's like it's, it's one of the top five, as they call it. There's like the right. big five. Right. That's okay. like your World of Warcraft to Final Fantasy... Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online, Guild Wars 2, and probably RuneScape, I'd probably say, is the... Is that still the, around? The, yeah, well, there's a different, there's a couple of different versions of RuneScape. There's like RuneScape Classic, and then there's Jesus. new RuneScape and all that sort of stuff. So those were those are considered the, the, the top five. Right. 
Okay. Uh, Elder Scrolls might be maybe four. Because I, 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 I almost wanted to play Elder Scrolls because you know how much I love the um, uh, the Elder Scrolls games, and I, and and I just feel like it's a toe in the water, and I'll just get sucked in forever, kind of thing. But uh you definitely will because it's very. Um... It it feels like Skyrim, like uh, no, not like the the visual, but the play style. Right. Okay. I see. I'd enjoy that. Um, but anyway, all right. Well, no, interesting topic, Rich, and I'm glad I got your opinion though, because um, I really want to get because you're a diehard, you know, World of Warcraft gamer, and you know all about games. So it's interesting that you've got a different opinion. But I'm sure you're not the only one who thinks that. So if there are any World of Warcraft players, oh look, there's going to be a split camp for sure. There's yeah. going to be people, like I said, they want to start over. They want to, you know, go. You know what? I want to start from fresh, and I want them to make a new game. And then there's yeah. others who are like, no, I still want this game. I just want it to be better, like it used to. Sure. Be. Yeah, I used to go around to Dion's um, when he was playing, and I always thought it looked pretty cool. You know, like it was crazy. I know, you know, but it was it was pretty cool. I can see why it's popular. Um, and it has been so popular. Now, anyway, moving on from this topic, because uh, like, we could spend forever on it. Um, a Dungeons and Dragons TV show is coming from the Red Notice director. Red Notice was the movie with um The Rock, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, if you recall, Rich, on um on Netflix. Uh, uh, yes, I recall not watching it. Yeah, I, I did watch it. It was, it was okay. I mean, it was, you know, it was it was all. Awesome. Someone, someone said to me it was it was um, movie by numbers. It was yes. You know, like paint by numbers. It it was yes. Now anyway, uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber, what a name! Will write and direct the mm. first in a burgeoning fantasy franchise. Uh, the show is likely to come on the heels of the Dungeons Dragons movie from Paramount that recently finished shooting, which I'm looking forward to, starring Chris Pine. Mm. Pine, uh, so Captain Kirk, and it's from Game Night writer-directors Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Um, they also wrote, uh, I think, Spider-Man Homecoming um, and also that appalling vacation movie. But they did do Game Night. Have you seen Game Night, Rich? No. I, if you're looking for a funny comedy... I recommend it, man. I reckon you'd probably enjoy it. It's a good, it's a it's a funny movie, actually. Game night, check it out. Um, anyway, that movie, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, is scheduled for release on March twenty twenty three. I said next year. Jesus Christ, they're making me wait for my Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, the show, uh, if this show is really the start of a larger franchise with multiple spin offs, which I imagine they would want it to be, you'll imagine it will somehow tie into or at least be set in the same world as the movie. Um, I mean, it's about time that Dungeons and Dragons plunged fully formed into the, you know, now that we're, now that all these different streamers are looking for content, surely they can make a good Dungeons and Dragons movie, you know, like, and show as well. Like, I mean, I'm so down for it, man. My only problem, Rich, is it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to get so excited about, you know, as it approaches. Can you imagine how excited I'm going to be in March 2023 when the Dungeons and Dragons movie comes out, let alone the show? Yes, it's going I'm to be. sure you'll be prematurely excited, yes. I will be, and unfortunately, the problem there is I sometimes get myself worked up into such a frenzy of anticipation on, on these very particular things that I love that almost anything is going to disappoint, you know? Um, yeah. I almost wish they would just say, we're releasing it tomorrow, <laughs> you know? And I know nothing about it. And then I'm like, oh, sweet, there's a Dungeons & Dragons show on tomorrow night. Sweet, I'll watch it. And um, it's like when I watched the first episode of Buffy. I, I knew nothing uh, about it whatsoever. 
I knew no hype. I knew nothing. I watched it and went, oh, this is a pretty good show. And then I got totally obsessed. Um, there was no expectation because I didn't even know it existed. Um, that's what I wish sometimes, you know, because Dungeons & Dragons, it's like Lord of the Ring show. You know, I just, I need it so bad, man. And I just, and also with Dungeons & Dragons, they've never really done it well as well. If you think of the original movies. Um, what do you think, Rich? What's your view? Find it hard to care. Oh, come on. Why? You missed a fucking World of Warcraft. What's wrong with Dungeons I'm and Dragons? Just, no, I'm just, I'm tired of like every fucking studio now going, let's do a fantasy show. Like, we've got, we've got, you know, we just had Game of Thrones and now everyone's like Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings. And then, yeah. How about, can I have a, can I have a cool sci fi show, please? Can, you, can someone make me a nice sci fi well, show? They're going to reboot Babylon 5. They're going to reboot Babylon 5. There you go. No, no, that's on life support, mate. There's no, there's nothing <laughs> official. Well, there's Star Trek Discovery for you. Have fucking no, Star Trek Discovery. No, I said, I said, can I have a good sci-fi show? Expanse. Expanse, mm. not a bad show. I liked the first season, but I, it hasn't it hasn't stuck with me after that. Unfortunately, I've it's, watched exactly one episode, so I've, I don't really know. I've I've lost a bit of interest in the Expanse. I just want to. I just want you know, like yeah, can I want just get a too. mixture of shit. Surely there's some, but what about this? I thought of this after our lunch, where you were saying the same thing. What about all the shows Michelle watches? Like, I'm going to throw some names at you. Shadowhunters. Okay? That's a show that's that's quite reasonably popular, and it's based on, like, fantasy novels. Um, and mm-hmm. modern... No, urban fantasy, I guess. Uh, Bitten. There's a show about werewolves uh, that I'm watching at the moment. Uh, Shannara Chronicles. Um, the Hundred. The Hundred. That's the one I was trying to think of. The Hundred. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, that came out ages ago, man. Well, it, it finished last year, the final season last year. So mm. it went for about six seasons. No, but I want a proper. I want a proper sci-fi. That's a sci-fi I show, want... dude. That's a pure sci-fi no, I show. I want. No, that's not like space and aliens and shit, is it? Uh, the concept of the hundred. We're talking that's about. A, isn't it set on Earth? Earth has been irradiated or something by nuclear war. They're in a space station above it. And I forget the ins and outs of it all, but like a hundred of them get exiled or something onto the onto the earth, but like so many years have passed, you know, since... And so all this shit's happened on earth and they've been floating around in a space station for a, a couple of generations. And then they come back to earth, a select portion of them, and then it's like... So it's sci-fi, basically. It's a sci-fi concept. It's not aliens. Sorry, but when, when, sorry when I say sci-fi, I mean like I want fucking aliens, lasers... Um, spaceships, space travel. Well, Star Trek is putting out a lot of shit. Lower decks. Star Trek Prodigy. is definitely putting out a lot of shit. I agree with you. <laughs> I yeah, surely there's got to be something with all this content on the channel, dude. Sometimes I think you don't pay attention to the shows. No, there's, but there's a, a lot, lot of, of the stuff there. it's it's what it's what they call sci-fi. It's, it's what they what I call cheap sci-fi. It's TV right. sci-fi. You know what I mean? It's like. It's low budget where they're like, well, you're not going to be able to do much. We'll set it on Earth or but now, you know, though, some sort of shit. Like, I just want like a, I just want a good. Although, I mean, well, the what Orville's about... all right, but I've kind of, I've kind of lost a bit of interest in the Orville, unfortunately. But well, I like Orville? something like that, maybe a little bit more serious. Okay, you know, the... what Star Trek used to be, I guess. What about it became the ne- shit like it is now? The Nevers, Josh Whedon's one. Uh... No, I'm not watching anything Josh fucking Whedon, mate. The Watch. Um, I'm I'm having a look here for stuff. What about all the Marvel stuff as well? Boba Fett. No, 
Boba no, Fett. I'm not sure. Uh, Mandalorian. Boba Fett's been a ma- no, but I'm I'm actually looking forward to Mandalorian season three. But Boba Fett is like a uh, God, if, I, I, Lost once that's finished, I, I don't think I'll think about it again. Dude, I've got one for you. Lost in Space on Netflix. That's not a bad show. I've watched it. Uh, it's not that good. Yeah, but like, dude, you Foundation. There you go. There's a show on Amazon. Um, my sister's husband, they, they've watched that show. He likes that show. There, there's stuff out there. I mean, fucking Halo's coming out, Rich. You don't know it's going to be bad. I'm just giving you the... There are options, man. There are shows. No, I know it's going to be bad. I want a new announcement of a new sci-fi show that's coming out that's going to get me excited. That's what I want. Lock I don't and, want another fantasy fucking announcement. Lock and key. No. Well, I I, I got to say I thought Lost in Space wasn't too bad. We've watched that. We've watched all the seasons of Lost in Space. I tried. I because I mean obviously uh, obviously Lost in Space is the old uh, sci-fi. Then I know they made the movie with um, yeah yeah with uh, the guy Joey from um, Friends. Yeah. Uh, whatever his name is, um, that was not very good. I did try, you know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I just missed the sci-fi that I guess I, Resident, I grew up with. It was really Resident good. Alien with your guy Alan, whatever his name is, Twitter. Again, it, I I did enjoy that, but again, that's it's it's a comedy kind of on Earth. Well, it's it's fish out of water kind of thing. It's a current show. I'm just saying there are shows, Rich. Yeah, there are shows. I just friend. said I would like to have a new announcement <laughs> to get excited about a new show instead of every new fucking thing that you that we have to get excited about is something fantasy based like Lord of the Rings. Or, yeah, but that's because I'm something. running the show. I run the show and do the news. But uh, but I do try. No, but there isn't. I, I look all the time for like a uh, great like I'm always looking for like new sci-fi stuff and all that because I love okay. sci-fi. I love watching sci-fi, and I just literally cannot find anything that I I want to watch. Dude. Do yourself a favor and go check out the hundred. I've watched quite a lot of episodes with Michelle. It's yeah, not too bad. I, I did see that. It's not. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> but you, you realize, God, Richard, could, could they not maybe do like a new Buck Rogers at least if they're going to take Jesus, shit? Buck Rogers, man. Like, well, I'm sure they could. What about? But they're not. <laughs> I think, that's my point. But they're not. Well, what about um? Oh, what was that show? Um. Battlestar Galactica, when they rebooted that, did you enjoy that? I enjoyed that. It was like 50-50. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. But, Rich, can I say this? As your friend, you are very hard to please <laughs> when it comes to shows. Like... Yeah, but you know what? Can I be honest with you? <laughs> that never used to be the case, though. Like I just You were think... hard to please. Uh, when wasn't it the case? <laughs> uh, when I used to watch things like V, right, right, back, in, back in the 80s, yeah. All that sort of stuff, like uh, what yeah. sliders wasn't eighties, that 90s, was nineties. Nineties, yeah, I like. But sliders. like uh, Stargate, like I watched sure. lots of shit, like. But I just yeah, don't think I just don't things are. I don't think things are enjoyable as they used to be. I don't. I don't yeah. find things as enjoyable. No, well, I mean, I, I hear. you remember? Did, here's a show that I used to actually really enjoy. It, it wasn't me. like super great. Tell me, have you heard of a show called Now and Again? Uh the name rings a bell, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. Basically like this middle-aged guy who like dies and the government like uses his brain in an experiment and they put him in like a young person's body. Oh. Right. Uh and he's and and uh you know and they're kind of using him as almost like a spy or like secret agent like with the experiment but he's um oh. you know but he won't let go of his family and he's always and he's trying to involve himself and they're like again like that sort of stuff that's from the 90s but again right. it's like that sort of shit I used to enjoy and all that and I just don't I just don't think it's as fun as. Oh, I oh, agree with you. I'd agree there was with a, there was a show that. called The Sentinel back in the nineties as well. I remember that. I used to watch that. That was a great show. It was a good show. 
Um, I want I want stuff like that. To well, you want like or, let's not forget the biggest '90s sci-fi show of all, X Files. You know? Oh God, yeah, fucking! I have all the X Files on on in in boxes. I I, like, do, I will agree with you. I will. I'm going to make a comment here. Even though I am trying to push you towards some new shows, I do agree that that era that we're talking about, the '90s, there was a lot of decent, good, fun sci-fi on as well. And I also think stuff like Star Trek held it down and was a lot more generally entertaining than the modern Star Trek, which I hate. Um, but there was a lot of stuff. To, uh, there was a show I just thought of then. It's not really sci-fi, Rich, but Early Edition. Ever see that? Oh, yeah. I loved Early Edition where yeah. he would get the paper a day early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle loves and that. And then he would have to try and stop uh, um, uh, uh, something from happening. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I used to watch that show too. That, I loved it. That guy has gone on to so many movies and stuff. He turns up in so many shows. We And I always say, it's the guy from Early Edition. He has really gone on to have a good career, that guy. You know? Well, he's, um, he's, uh, he's very well known for the, uh, it's called Office Space, I think. Yeah, he's in Office Space. Um, he's he's also in um, uh, that show that I was watching. Oh, God, what was it? Not um, that, that thing with Jeremy Renner. Uh, the the mayor of Kingstown. He he's in the first episode. He's a really good actor, and you know, um, he really has gone has gone a long way.
So just wrapping it up, Rich, I think you're right. There will be a lot of fantasy content on TV over the next couple of years. And like with everything, some of the shows will last, but some, you know, will not. Um, It's like post-apocalyptic stuff. Like, why The Last Man? They would have hoped that would have run for seasons, like Walking Dead. Well, it it only went one season, you know? Not everything will survive. Yeah, I, I guess I look. I understand everyone's chasing the puck. I just wish that someone would go like, "Hey, if everyone's doing this, why don't we just do something different?" Yeah, or yeah, yeah, you know, give people something a bit different. It's just that everyone seems to be like trying to chase that that fantasy show now. Ever since the success of Game of Thrones, yeah, definitely. No, I which I understand. It's just that I don't necessarily agree with it. I I do worry that Dungeons and Dragons uh, will be done cheesily. You know. Um, because even though there is a world, and there are worlds, and believe you me, but it's kind of a bit less distinct, you know, and I just I just wonder if they're going to do it well, basically. Um, who knows? We'll find out. Now, moving on uh, from our discussion, and if you have any... It, by the way, if listeners have any sci-fi shows over the like, last 20 or 30 years, even to today, that you think Rich might enjoy, that we haven't mentioned... Um, you know, reach out again. I'm, I'm eager to get listener correspondence so we can try to give Rich some ideas. Uh, now, a report... Su- yeah, I mean, why not? You know, a report suggests that Sharon Carter's role would be reduced in what was originally tended to be in the upcoming Captain America 4. According to That Hashtag Show, Carter was originally intended to be the film's primary antagonist, uh, but due to the negative response her role as the power broker received in, um, what was it, Falcon Winter Soldier... Uh, hmm. Marvel Studios opted to reduce her role and introduce a new supervillain to the film instead. Emily Van Camp will return as Carter, but it is unknown what her new role will be. I mean, I didn't mind that she was the power broker in Madripoor, because I was like, Madripoor, we saw the Princess Bar. You know, where... Um... I was I was one of those people that was not happy with it. <laughs> Why? I mean, it was something different. Uh, I just, no, because uh, I, I think Sharon Carter has been a very important uh, character in in the Captain America uh, books, you know, right. I mean, that's his love interest. Right. Uh, has been his love interest for fucking decades now, mm. you know, and I, I kind of feel like that character was done a bit dirty in the, um, in the movies, you know, because they were, they were kind of setting up the, the, the romance mm. 
mm. between the two of them in um, Civil War. Mm, vaguely, yeah. Um, uh, you know, like he finally kissed her, uh-huh. you know, kind of thing and all that. And then she said to him, like, finally. So I was like, oh, okay, great, fine. They're finally going to, you know, uh, you know, develop maybe her, her and him as uh, as a couple. And then they go and send him back in time to, to be with Peggy. And then she shows up again and now she's a bad guy. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like this character has been done a bit dirty. I don't know. I just thought it was a bit interesting. I mean, you know, really, she wasn't. I mean, I found her a very boring character up until up until that I just moment. think it's I think it's disappointing because obviously her grandmother was Peggy. Uh-huh. And you know, she did stand behind you know Captain America and and all that sort of stuff as a good guy. I just f- kind of felt that it was a bit weird that she would become a bad guy like Well, she's immoral. Like, she wasn't bad. 100% bad, was she? Uh she basically murdered people and killed people like yeah, but we all do that. Um, I mean, she kind of she kind of went full on bad. I mean, that, that's how I read it. I, okay. I don't know. As I said, I like the Sharon Carter from the books. I like Sharon Carter and um, and Steve Rogers as, as a couple. I just yeah, I don't know. I, Sharon I just wanted Carter, to feel that just, she's done a bit dirty. Fair enough. And I understand that point. Like I, I do get that. It was it was a character turn. Sharon Carter is kind of like his on again, off again girlfriend in the kind of more modern books, isn't she? She's like she's the one who. Uh, you know, aged up at one point. She got really old at one point, or something. Um, uh, it it was something with them. Uh, I think they went to the some weird alternate world or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Dimension. Yeah, X I think it, affa- yeah. it affected her more. Yeah. Uh, and but with Captain America with his serum, he didn't age in that world as much as she did, or something like that. So yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, moving on from that. Um, and by the way, that, that's yet that's a rumor. We don't know. You know. I mean, I read her character as. I mean, she was burned heavily in, in Civil War. Remember, for some reason, she didn't get the pardon. I don't know why she didn't get the pardon. The rest of them all got, but she didn't get the pardon. Well, that, I guess I guess that was the reason that they were trying to give for her turning on the face turn or something. I guess. But I was like, I didn't really buy. It. I kind of felt like it was. I just didn't feel like that. I guess maybe I'm also going off the Sharon Carter I know, oh. you know, from the, the comics, and I just don't feel like that is something that, that their character would do. But this is the MCU where characters are a little bit different. But, yeah, it still didn't sit well with me. Fair enough. Now, are you ready for Madam Web? I know Madam Web from the cartoon. Uh, Dakota Johnson is tapped to play the first female superhero in Sony's pictures, universe of Marvel characters. God, what a stupid way of saying it. They're Spider-Verse. In the comics, Madam Web is depicted as an elderly woman with a disease I can't even pronounce, Mysanthia gravis, and thus was connected to a life support system that looked like a spider web due to her age and medical condition. I mean, she was even older than Aunt May. Uh, Madam Web never actively fought any villains because she was almost paralysed, wasn't she? For that reason, mm. sources have stressed it's possible the project could turn into something else. Insiders say due to her psychic sensory powers, she's essentially Sony's version of Doctor Strange. Um... I mean, I think it's uh, cool. Now, I, I heard something different. What did you hear, Rich? Uh, in, obviously, in the comics, that's the first Madam Web. The old one. Yeah, I know But the that one. Madam Web does die or something, and she passes her powers on to... Uh, what's the spider model? woman with the, the red hair? Um, Silk? No, Silk? no, 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 no. Remember, there was a, uh, there was a spider woman that had uh, ginger hair? Um, a spider woman? You're talking about? Jessica, yeah. Jessica so not Drew. The, not, not, no, 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 not the, not the Jessica Drew one. There was another one. No, 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 I don't know. Um, 
I don't know this other one. Uh, is it an old character on, or a new I, character? I will find it now. No, no, uh, it's a oh, uh, Julia Carpenter. Never heard of this character. <laughs> so Julia Carpenter is, is um, uh, initially known as the second Spider Woman, mm. uh, later as the second Arachne, and then the second Madam Web. Jesus, like so she's really the Madam Web gave ringer. gave her her powers. Now the fact that they've cast um, um, Dakota Johnson. Uh, yeah, and obviously she's young, and you know they reckon that they they might be making it the Julia Carpenter, um, Madam Web, and well, that would the, be okay. I mean, well, clearly because the the Madam Web that we know from the cartoon and the original comics was literally older than our mate. She was like ninety plus, you know, like mm. uh, like it would be something that um that the Golden Girls would play back in the eighties. She was so old, like it was like she was a very advanced age for a comic book character. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't. She doesn't need to be a billion years old to play Madame Web. Uh, but also, I'm not sure. I mean, slow down on us needing a Madame Web movie. I'm, I'm like, oh god. Well, that's my point. I think the reason that they're going to go for the 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 Julia Carpenter one is that she can be more active then. Yeah. I mean, you're certainly not going to make it the old one sitting. In a chamber, which by the way, I just think was so stupid that her (laughs) life support system looked like a web. I was like, Who fucking designed that? That's like the dumbest. dumbest It did look pretty cool back in the day, but I mean, no, 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 it may look cool, but if you think about it practically, you'd be like, Who who would do that? Who who would make such a complex life support system with all that, like to make it look like the webbing? But if they make it the Julia Carpenter, that means she can be more active, fight. All that sort of stuff. So that's why, again, I assume that they're going to go for the more Julia Carpenter sort of Madam Web, you know, who can yeah. kick ass or something. I'm going to do a throwback. I remember in the uh, Roger Stern, uh, the Juggernaut story, Juggernaut is headed towards Madam Web, and that's what Spider-Man's trying to stop. Yes. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And I do re- – actually, my first encounter of her was in the animated show because she's in the animated 90s show. Uh, in uh, that's the, yeah, that's the first time I saw that. Oh yeah, that was yeah, massively the first time. Um, David Goya, who we sort of love to hate, really, don't we, Rich? Because I know he's done some decent projects, but God, he's been involved in some shit. Uh, and he, for a long time, he was Hollywood's fucking answer when it came to comic book movies. For some reason, like you could barely get a comic book movie without David Goya doing a pass on the script. He had a note. Uh, it's probably because he had he worked on the the Blade. Nolan Batman movies, didn't he? And Blade. And Man of yeah. Steel. But and he, Man of he's, Steel. He's, he's kind of been... Li- no, no, but I'm talking about the stuff that's, like, well-regarded. Mm. He's kind of been living off that um, yeah. notoriety, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, he had a funny thing about notes from the studio. He says, One note I got was a Man of Steel where the ending involves Superman utilising the pod that he arrived in as a child in order to bring down generals on ship. The note we got from the studio said, You have to change that. We asked why. They said, Because if Superman uses the pod and it's destroyed while saving the city, how is he ever going to get back home to Krypton? <laughs> there was a long pause, and we said, Krypton blew up. You saw 30 minutes of it. And that is actually funny. I mean, whether that's true or not, but I do find that a very amusing... Um, I, kind, I kind of feel, like, bad for the person, because, I mean, clearly they don't really know Superman or anything, yeah. but they were probably trying to be helpful in, in like, yeah. thinking that they, they, they spotted a possible plot hole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that viewers might go, well, hang on a second, how's it going to, when they're like, they don't actually know who Superman is. Well, to comic book fans, it seems ridiculous, but like, you know, there are people who just have no idea, like, what's going on. They might know who Superman is, but that's it. Well, that, yeah, that, yeah, they know who Superman is, but yeah, they don't actually know, like, the full 
deep backstory, even though it's yeah. been around for 85 years. But. Yeah, it's just totally bypassed them. Um, EA says Battlefield 2042 did not meet expectations. Uh, the publisher is to <coughs> continue to adjust the core experience as it moves the first season of live service content to summer. I mean, this feels like another EA pay-as-you-play microtransactions disaster. Is it, Rich? No, I don't think it's got anything to do with the microtransactions. I just think they made a bad game. Yeah, well, there you go. There's yep. lots of bugs and lots of uh, issues with that game. So You wonder sometimes how games get out the door with so many bugs. Like, are they not testing the fuck out of these things? Like, Well, them this out? is the problem with, with modern games at the moment is that um, we, we as consumers have been a bit too forgiving in games coming out and them fixing it later. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, literally Bethesda's famous for that. Yeah. You know, but there's the they release their games with lots of bugs and all that, and they usually get fixed over time, mm. or, or sometimes other people even fix it for them. But I think studios now just think we'll fix it later. Yeah, get it out the door now, and we'll fix it later. And then people, you know, like uh, you know, people quite like uh, No Man's Sky now. Mm. A lot of people consider it to be a good game, but when it came out, it was absolute dog shit. Right. It was unfinished. The half the shit they said you could do, you couldn't do in it, and all that. And over the like the last what two years or whatever, they've kind of patched it, added more content to where it's now an actual proper game that people actually enjoy playing. But this is the problem. I think we kind of we've been letting studios kind of get away with yeah. releasing unfinished mm. buggy games and allowing them to fix it. Apparently, later. Dying Look, light. we haven't always done it. I mean, oh. but I, we've done it enough that I think they now think that they can do that. And yeah, that needs to come to an end. Like games need to be released fucking 90% complete for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely agree. I would say 90% is the lowest it should ever be, but yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like 90% is the actual minimum where you're like, look, we, 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 sorry, we, we could only get 90%. We promise we'll fix that 10% like ASAP. Mm. I'm like, okay. But if you release a game that's like 50% complete. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's like, no, come on. Like, you, 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 you're being unreasonable. Uh, apparently Dying Light 2 had a massive day one patch. Um, which we... Again, I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with a day one patch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I'm, I have a problem with a day 30. Yeah. Or a, a, a six month where like, oh, we'll fix it. And then six months later, like, here's that patch that will fix the game. You're like, <laughs> I've stopped playing it. Sorry, man. <laughs> Now, have you heard of this game? I think we brought it up on the show before called Star Citizen. It's a scam. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah. I mean, I I can't really call it a game because has, no one's actually ever played it. <laughs> like, it's it's a concept. It's still just a concept, not a game. They've sunk like three hundred, four hundred million into it. Like seriously. Oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And anyway, so they put out a post calling out loud. They called loud fans a distraction. And said they weren't going to keep doing a roadmap. I mean, but are people actually... This is what I find so weird. Is it being crowdfunded as well? Yes. No, it is crowdfunded. It's purely crowdfunded. Really? Mm. Wow. So it's... I mean, honestly, how they're not done for fraud or something, like uh, for a game that's been developing for so long, like do you, do you well, think they're I, anywhere I, I, I guess technically they're getting away with it because they haven't technically stopped production or anything. So, I mean, I suppose technically they're arguing, no, look, we're still working on it. It's just going to take a lifetime <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to finish. But, I mean, yeah, I, this is uh, – and the problem is now, I mean, these loud fans you're talking about, these are the people that have given you money Yeah, yeah. to make the game. They have an investment in you fucking releasing the game. They're not loud fans. They are your loud um, – Investors. 
uh, bank rollers. They allowed, you know, um, money lenders. You, you, they're not fans. These people have put money into your game. They've bankrolled your game. Imagine if that comes out and it's like Space Invaders. <laughs> well, they take it right back to basics and go, yeah, we'll go for a retro feel. Like it, it's a. Oh, mo- I, I think they would definitely get sued then because yeah. that's not what they promised. It's so. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like a total scam. Uh, Channing Tatum still struggles with the cancellation of uh, X Men's Gambit project, saying he was traumatized when the project was put to bed. <laughs> um, he gave this weird interview where he kept talking in the third person, but you know how Venom's like, we this, we that? You know how Venom always talks like yeah. that? Tatum, that's what he was doing. He was going, we wanted to direct it. We were probably being a bit, it was a bit of hubris on our part. Um, we really did want to direct it. And I'm like, why do you keep saying we? <laughs> if you're referring to yourself, are you Venom, really? Like, not, not Gambit, but are you Venom? Um, which is interesting. Um, reports that the Masked Singer judges, Ken Jeong, who you might know from Community and the Hangover movies, and Robin Thicke, who did that song um, that was really big with um, that Emily supermodel, Blurred Lines, they left the stage in protest after Rudy, Rudy Giuliani was unmasked as a contestant of The Masked Singer. They actually walked off stage. I mean, that's got to be for the cameras, don't you think, Rich, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so pathetic. Like, like, why would you walk off stage? You're already in the most bullshit reality show of all time. Anyway, it's Rudy Giuliani. It's like, oh. And I was so outraged they walked off. And it's like, really? Were you maybe just doing this again in the news cycle? You know, the, the producers is are that, like... Is that, is that where Robin Thicke's career is now? Yeah, it is. Hosting the Moss Singer. Jesus. Yeah, man. He's, he's you know, grinding for cash. Wow. <laughs> That's 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 more sad than him walking off to protest Rudy Giuliani. Honestly, the fact that you're there in the first place. Rudy Giuliani's also struggling as well. Like, let's face it. Like, yeah, but to be fair, Rudy Giuliani is like a fucking eighty year old man. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, Robin Thicke's supposed to be like what in his forties or something like that. Like, it's a big difference. Do you know that Alan Thicke- and, and Ken Jeong as well? I'm like, dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Ken like, Jeong. I mean, he, this is where your career's ended up as well. Well, I think Ken Jeong is the kind of guy who says yes to everything. You know, like he he'll appear mm. he'll appear at the opening of an envelope um, if there's a dollar sign attached. Uh, now, <laughs> uh, some stuff about Scully Johansson. I, I can't even bother to read it out, but basically, she's been um, she, as we all know, she filed the 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 lawsuit against Disney for breach of contract over Black Widow. She earned a second massive payout as a release of um, restructuring brought on by the coronavirus. Not for Black Widow, but for the Universal Pictures animated feature film Sing 2. She was one of several actors who were handed mid-seven-figure checks by NBC Universal as a buyout of their box office bonuses. Um, you know, it goes into some detail, but it's it, it's basically, you know, she's cashed up. I mean, don't we all feel much better for her, Rich? Because I'm sure she was really struggling before, don't you think? You know, mm. I'm sure her bank mm. account was like, you know, oh, she's like, I'm below the hundred million. Like, come on, rattle the cages. <laughs> it's really, I t- can I be honest with you? I, I, this is a very weird thing to me. Like, what? I kind of thought as an actor, you were paid to do the job and that's it. I didn't, I honestly no, didn't get, realize that they, they, get that they get cuts of the, yeah. the profits and stuff and all that. I mean, I kind of figured that that's the sort of stuff you do uh, instead of like maybe a big paycheck. You know, like you say, oh, yeah, look, I'll do the movie, 
but you got to give me whatever if you can't meet my um well, it depends you know, on the contract. Fee a lot, a lot of them like get that. bonuses based on the box office and stuff. There's all sorts of incentives. Yeah, but that are no, no. But I, I'm sorry. I just thought you got paid as an actor. Like they paid you to be in the movie. I thought that was your pay. Like I didn't realize that there's all these like the more oh I must get the box office earning or a chunk of that. I was like I literally maybe it's just me and how acting used to be. But I always just thought like you got that was your your pay was being in the movie <laughs> it depends on the film i mean especially as they get more powerful they get they get better deals um which is where she mm. is right now so you know um, i kind of feel like that's i feel like i kind of feel like that's your cake and eating it too yeah, well, what, but dude like, if you're in they paid position, you million like they paid you millions to be in the movie mm. and then you also get in a chunk of the 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 box office i kind of feel like i almost don't blame companies now that they want to almost just go straight to streaming and not have to pay you for <laughs> for you taking a chunk out of their box office as well, but that's why she got paid because the the bonuses were the bonuses on Black Widow that she was going to potentially earn were were handicapped by the Disney Same Day release. So oh yeah, yeah, but I still know that for a fact that she would have paid millions of dollars to be in the movie in the first oh, yeah, place. Yeah, she was paid plenty. Exactly. She's not crying. You know, I mean, she yeah, her, her lawyers are crying poor, but she's not poor. <laughs> regardless of what the fuck's going to happen. Now, I realise um, we did this later in the show than I realised. Um, Fedathon. Uh, we don't have to go into exhaustive detail, but I do want to mention the latest episode of Boba Fett was almost more of an episode of The Mandalorian again. Um, we had, and the spoilers, kids, we had in a very ham-fisted way, we were told that he was going to go and visit Luke Skywalker and Baby Yoda, I kind of wish we weren't told about a thousand times before he turned up. Skywalker this, Skywalker that. So there was no surprise. We turn up. Uh, Rich and I will have wildly divergent opinions. I thought it was possibly the most boring possible way to use Luke Skywalker ever. He was sitting down on a field with Baby Yoda, like making some frogs float around. He did a bit of jumping over things. I was like, this couldn't be more just boring. Um, I kept looking at his... We, de we definitely disagree. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm going to say my piece first. I kept looking at his face. It feels like I'm looking at the, the waxworks of a action figure. I, I did feel there was Uncanny Valley. But anyway, then I thought it was a very, very dull episode. And then finally at the end, we got a really cool moment with this blue-skinned bounty hunter. I forget the name, Rich. You knew the details. Um, I thought he was Had pretty been. cool. Cad Bane, is it, Rich? And you said it was from mm. Clone Wars, am I right? Yeah, he was introduced okay. in the um, animated show Clone Wars. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> I had heard the name before, but I actually thought, for some reason I thought it was a Jedi or a Sith or something, but anyway, it just goes to show you, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, for me, look, look, it was cool seeing Luke, but I just thought it was a very, very boring rendition of Luke. Interesting to see what looks like the start of the school uh, we saw your favourite turn up again, Ahsoka, whatever her name is, turn up. Um, she just she did nothing um, other than just, hey, here I am. Remember, I'm going to be in a show soon. Um, yeah, uh, look, for me, a, a, a dull episode, but it didn't feel like a Boba Fett episode. I don't know where Boba Fett's gone in his own show. He's pretty much well, been relegated. Th th this is where I'll say, as a Boba Fett episode, it was absolutely terrible. Well, Boba Fett <laughs> like, was at the end, like right I at the end. I completely agree with you. Well, he had a, Boba Fett had a cameo in this right at yeah, the end. He did. Uh, it's a, a non-speaking cameo. 
Because <laughs> Fetty Chan did all the talking. He sort of which nodded. I'm not complaining about. I don't mind Boba Fett being quiet. I just wish he'd be quiet with the helmet on. I wish he'd have that fucking there. helmet on. I'm so sick of seeing him without that helmet. Um, it was fun well, seeing R2-D2. I feel like they didn't need uh, tomorrow Morris in there. They could have just put his body double with the helmet on and be like, yeah. take the day off. Don't worry about coming in. With, we'll have you stand there with a helmet. You've got no dialogue. I did like um, enjoy seeing R2-D2 as well. It was nice seeing him. Um, Look, I I enjoyed this just for the simple fact that um, uh, I just from uh, again in, if I'm taking it out of being the context of a, a, a Boba Fett episode, right? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, yes, yeah. it does fail at being an episode, but I just enjoyed it because one, I actually disagree. I actually think this Luke Skywalker looked looked fantastic. I thought the CG and the, what they use is, is some of the best I've seen. It looked hell of a lot better than the end of Mandalorian season two yeah. when he when he showed up. It just looked. Like he could actually move his head, he could talk. It didn't look stiff, or you know, almost like a zombie kind of thing. Is that um, Mark Hamill voice again? No, it's an actual computer program. <laughs> oh, really? No, I was wondering that. I didn't know. Right, really? So, so they, what they've done Mark is Hamill. they've they've fed a whole bunch of uh, uh, Mark Hamill dialogue into a machine, and this machine basically learns how he talks, and then oh, can really give you those inflections it's very kind of scary in a sense what, <laughs> why also, why aren't they using mark hamill even he's alive I, his voice is too old okay all right yeah okay um you know um and so but what i've done is they've just taken all the lines from the movie lines from audiobooks that he did back in the day gotcha. uh, and interviews and stuff and all that sort of stuff and they've basically just fed that into a machine and this machine can now deliver the dialogue in a way that basically luke skywalker would in like his cadence and it, it did but sound like why him i enjoyed the <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought there were some times where it didn't, but for I would say ninety percent of the time, I thought it did actually sound like mm. like Luke, which yeah. was really cool. But I enjoyed it just for the simple fact of it was just so nice to see one Luke, you know, proper mm. Luke. Yeah. But I enjoyed this just because yes, I it's not action packed or anything, but it was so nice because the, this is his, he's not talked to anyone before, right? And it was just shit. nice to see how he's like trying to figure out how to train someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like man, but this is his on, first student. Fucking is dull, his first dude. Student. Now, just from that, I enjoyed it. Oh, but come on, man! Like lifting up frogs from the fucking ground. Like, come on, dude. What about a fight scene oh, or something? Like, no. Yeah, come but that's on, again, man. Dave. That's what I said to you. You're you're an action guy. You just want action, action, action. <laughs> and yes, action is fun. Yeah. But. I also like to see the character moments, and I like that he. Yeah. I, I, this is what I want to see, like because this is what I've read in the books and all that sort of stuff. Is it's it's him trying to figure out his himself as a teacher now. He's he. This is like this is Luke. Like I'm not the you know I'm not going to go save the galaxy. I'm not fighting the Empire. I now have to. Yeah. I've got to now reform the Jedi Order, but I don't have any of like the teachings. I've I've you know how do I teach people how to. Uh, be a Jedi, how they're supposed to, you know, how yeah. do I get them to learn the lessons? Because that's what he was trying to show uh, Grogu with the, like, Grogu's like lifting a frog. He's not paying attention to the lesson. He wants to eat the frog. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. But then Luke lifts all the frogs as if to say, like, look what you could be doing. Yeah. True. You know, you're just lifting one little frog. Look at this. I'm lifting all the frogs. So I think it's, as I said, it's just from a character point of view. I just enjoy yeah, watching him I, I trying to that. figure out how to teach someone. But I do agree. It's not like a super action pack. But I like the beginning of it with uh, I, I, I'm I hate Chuck Wendig. I think he's a hack writer. But right, yeah. I do like his character uh, 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 Cobb Vance, who's the marshal played by uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, me too. I was sad that he got killed. You know, 
Was he no, killed? He's not ki- dude, he's not he's not dead. Oh, I thought he was killed. He got, he got he got shot in the left shoulder, but the 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 uh, deputy is definitely dead. Oh Trust right, Covance is is not dead. He's not dead. Right. No, I I thought they they were robbing him, but maybe they were just trying to. Okay, so he's not dead. No, they came out with like the medical stuff and all that. They, yeah, they, oh, they kind of, well, that's like, a relief because you know, I think he was a very good stop character. Stop him from dying. I've got a question for you. No, he's 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 a bit of a fan favorite character, so they, they're not killing him like that. Like, okay, uh, and it gives him now now Cad Vane is actually he's probably helped them now join Boba Fett. Now, yeah. there's one thing I will say that really there's two things that annoyed me about this TV TV show, this episode, right? Yes. And one of them is more a whole annoyance with the current Disney Star Wars. Okay, what is it? So the first thing that annoyed me is how the fuck does uh, the Mandalorian know where Luke is? Um, Luke left with Grogu. He didn't tell anyone where he was going and where his his school was going to be. So how did the Mandalorian know where to find Luke? That annoyed me. Okay. Now, the second thing that really, really annoys me is why do people not know who Boba Fett is? What do you mean? So, Cad, like, Cad Bane goes, you don't, you know, uh, even, like, the um, uh, Cobb Van says to him, who, you know, I don't know this Boba Fett guy that you want us to fight for. And it's like, what? What do you mean you don't know? But What is it with these people in the Disney Star Wars where they don't know who people are? They don't know who famous people are. Boba well, Fett is, like, one of the most legendary bounty hunters. Yeah. He's feared across the galaxy. How the fuck do you not know that you were in Boba Fett's army and who Boba Fett is? Well, it might be like a sports player. If you weren't into soccer, you might not know who Messi is or someone, you know? Like, it's possible. No, 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 no. It, you know what I'm saying? I'm it's sorry, possible. but, like, do he, uh, th- this takes place on Tatooine. Yeah, then it makes no sense. Boba Fett does right. a lot of work for the, the no, Fett. No, good point. He point. would have been in and out. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, if you're point. on Tatooine, I think you should know who Boba Fett is. No, I, yeah, I just yeah, think that's yeah, just a standard. Because he was a fixture at Jabba's Palace and stuff, you know. Yeah, but it was really fun to see Cad Bane. Um, he looked a little bit different than he does in, obviously, the animated show. I thought he looked uh, cool, really cool. But at least they really got cool. Burton to come do the voice. Is he, so, okay, give me some details of this guy. Is he an out that bad guy? Yeah, yeah, pretty I, much. I, like, he's I, done I a like lot him. of work for, um, he's done a lot of work for Sidious, mm. a.k.a. the Emperor. Um, cool. he's kidnapped Jedi babies and stuff and all yeah, that sort so he's of thing. Um, and he's a bounty hunter, is he? Yeah, he's, 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 a bounty, he's a bounty hunter, but like he, he doesn't, he's not worried about taking really unscrupulous jobs. And, so does he ever do stuff um, against Boba Fett normally? Do they ever clash? So yeah, basically, uh, so in the kind of canon now, oh. um, uh, the reason that Boba Fett has a dent on his helmet is from Cad Bane. Okay. All right. A dent. Uh, him and him and Cad, which is funny because Cad Bane, I believe, was mentored a little bit by Django. Really? Um, and then after Django's death, basically Cad Bane went on to be the like number one bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um like So the, know, the, the, the dense like, pre Sarlacc pit. The dense pre Sarlacc pit. Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes, 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 right. yes. Okay. Another question for you. Um when we had the flashback of Baby Yoda and um, on his home planet, who were those Jedi who were fighting? Did, were they? No, that was that wasn't his home planet. That was oh. the Jedi Temple on Coruscant during Order sixty six. Right, I love that flashback though, where the where the clone troopers were firing upon the Jedi, um, who I was surprised mm. couldn't block those blasts. Um, well, look, um, you know, the problem is, is when you have when you have like. Ten guys shooting at you. Uh. 
it's hard to block all of the blasters. Like, yeah, but they weren't even point, they weren't they weren't moving towards the troopers to try to slice them and dice them. Yeah, but anyway. uh, well, I think well they were trying to protect Grogu, so I think oh. they were worried about like um, you know it, uh, maybe a stray shot get hitting him, and that's why they were kind of standing there trying to deflect as much as possible. Okay, but I've got a question. Listen, look, it's just a it's just a scene to show you like what baby uh, Yoda or Dr- uh, Grogu experienced. Do we know who those Jedi were? Did you know who they were from the back shots? Or? No, I, 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 they don't look like any... I, I don't know there's some people that are trying to say, oh, the, the middle Jedi is the old lady, the librarian. I'm like, no, it wasn't. That, that was a young blonde person. That's not, that's right. not that old. Wa- okay, so I was just wondering if you, if you might have known who they were. Um, no, I think it's just random. I mean, it, they might reveal the middle one to be someone, but uh, right now, no one really. It's just, just Jedi. I've always thought, like, and this might be sacrilege, and George Lucas might strike me down. I always thought it was bullshit that they everyone just accepted that in Order sixty six, all the clone troopers killed all the Jedi without any problems. I was like, really? Like, how shit are these Jedi? Like, a lot of them dying, yeah, but like, you know, our Jedi should be able to sense. Like, if someone's going to go well, crazy. So, okay, so, well, I mean, no. <laughs> well, they Jedi can't, can't like, really... The Jedi's powers don't work like that. But, but how did Yoda not know as well? Well, That's no, thing okay, like so Yoda only felt it when the order was given. But how, how could he have been sitting across from Palpatine and never suspected? That's what I don't understand. Well, I think, I think some of them did suspect that... Oh. Um, that, that Palpatine was up to something, but I don't think any of them suspected that he was a Sith. Right, okay. You know, they just thought maybe he was like a power. Because again, I mean, you know, dark side, you know, it, it clouds stuff. Oh. Even Yoda says in the movie, it, it's a cloud. I can't, you know, see things clearly, you Fair know, enough, the, yeah. the future's like uncertain sort of crap and all that. So, you know, because again, it's war oh. and all that. There's a lot of toy murders, you know, because Jedi, is, it's about like feeling and, and kind of like, you know, like... Um, but do you not think, not like a, you're the big Jedi guy. You, you're the guy who loves the Jedi. Don't you think it's a bit feeble that they all just get shot down by the, by the stormtroopers, like clone troopers? Like, so, you know. okay, so, okay, one, the Jedi Order at the time of Order 66, there wasn't actually that many Jedi. Like uh, oh. a lot of the Jedi got killed in um, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Um, and then during the war and all that, a lot more other Jedi were killed. Oh. So their uh, their order was pretty much at the weakest. Okay. They'd lost so many people during the Clone Wars. So in the, the Clone Wars, stuff. they lost a lot of people just fighting the Separatists and whoever else, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, so they did lose a lot of their numbers. And again, okay. a lot of them were ambushed because, you know, they were busy fighting with the clone troopers. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, in in just like that, the clone troopers just turned on them and started shooting. So, unless you were like a really strong with the Force Jedi, like like um like Yoda, like Yoda when he was standing there, as soon as that order came through and the the clone troopers behind him, they literally just like changed. He sensed it, right? Um, that they that like something had changed in him, and then he also felt all like the Jedi dying and all that sort of stuff. So, what did Obi Wan do? What was Obi Wan doing? I don't remember. Uh, oh, uh, Obi Wan was chasing. Uh, uh, oh, he had just, Darth I think, Vader. busy. F- uh, he just killed General Grievous, and he was. You right. got onto that like um, green uh, Raptor mount kind of thing, and all that, and then he was running up the wall to um, go to some other part of the battle, and then they just started firing on him, right. and he fell into the water, and they just assumed that he was dead. Um, but yeah, like 
Yeah, as I said, like, look, a lot of the Jedi got turned, uh, taken by surprise because mm. they some of them were literally in the middle of battle and then the clone troopers just turned on them and killed them. So, How did Ahsoka know, Katano survive? Uh, because she had been kicked out of the Order, or technically she left the Order right. uh, before before that. Uh, but uh, they did then release that. She was helping Rex <clears throat> with the mission and the clone troopers turned on her uh, on the ship she managed to get the chip out of Rex's head, and then the two of them uh, basically escaped. Is that the Bad um, Batch? No, 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 no. Bad Batch. Um, bad Batch is something different that came okay. about right. later. Okay. Well, I just, I'm just always annoyed, but 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 I'm never sure of the numbers, like because I, I just pitch. I guess the thing is, I guess the troopers didn't know, did they? They were fighting, fighting away, uh, you know, in the Clone Wars on the Jedi side. And then Palpatine pulls the order, and suddenly it's like suddenly they just turn the gun and just fire on them. So they've got the element of surprise. Yeah, so all of them have a, what they call an inhibitor chip mm. in their brain, and when he order when he executes Order sixty six, that chip basically just like uh, uh, switches them to believe that all the Jedi are the enemy. Fair enough. Okay. Well, look, it's pretty cool. Look, I didn't hate the episode or anything. I just felt it was a bit boring. But I did. I I just. Like, I'm kind of like, where the fuck is this army? Because an army isn't, like, 12 people that Boba Fett has. He's got, like, maybe 10 people. It reminds me of the Resistance in um in, in um, Last Jedi. There's, like, about 10 people standing around yeah. in that cave. And, and I'm like, you know what? If you really are the Resistance and this is it, you're, gonna, you're about to be killed. You're all about to die. You know, because... At that point now, you're not really a resistance. You're just the lone survivors that are left about to be picked off by the massively superior enemy, you know? So there's a lot of talk that apparently, uh, and this is still speculation, but apparently they still people are saying that in the last episode now, Han Solo will be in it. Well, there was that rumor and we recovered on the show that hence, I, I fucking hope so. Jesus Christ, I hope so. Yeah. But, well, I mean, Tomorrison did say wait till episode seven. Yeah. Which is the very last episode, and so did she. But I kind of, feel, but now I'm actually more annoyed because I feel like Morrison is saying, well, "Just wait, just wait." Other people are going to get you excited about the show, and it's like, no, your character should be getting people excited about the yeah, show. Yeah, Bob, Boba Fett should have not, been enough not, tomorrow, but unfortunately, it was done the most boring possible way. Yeah, if you're like saying, "Wait till episode Han Solo," that's the best moment. You're like, really? In your own show, the best moment is Han Solo, like not Boba Fett. That's a bit weird. It would rock <laughs> to see Han Solo turn up, frankly. You know? But you know what? I kind of wish that they had not done these two episodes in the 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 the, the Boba Fett show because they were so really good episodes. That, like I do feel like they should have been part of the Mandalorian. But there was a part of me that was hoping that if they had kind of done this, like when he goes to visit the kid, yeah, I was hoping that maybe he would ask Luke to help him figure out the dark saber. Right. You know, like not not train him as the Jedi, but just because you know well, how like, the cool. armor was saying, yeah. You're fighting against it. You're not wielding yeah. it properly. I just would have been cool if, like, Luke could have just given him like a bit of understanding. Because again, it is a Jedi weapon. That that dark saber was created by a, a, a very rare Mandalorian but, Jedi. But, but that would have been so, so much cooler, Richard, if you could have had him sparring with Luke Skywalker. You know? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I wish they had maybe saved these two episodes for the actual Mandalorian show and actually had that be part of the story. Because now that's like done, and now you know that that's not going to happen, kind of thing, and all that. So, he still yeah. has a dark saber, though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but he, he, he but, can only someone can only take it from him in battle. Okay, and then leading up to the end of the whole thing, I did like seeing Luke when he pulled out the lightsaber. That was pretty cool. The green lightsaber. Mm. 
Um, I thought that was cool. I don't, can I be honest with you? I don't like the lightsabers in this in in the Disney Star Wars. Oh Jesus! What, what's like wrong the with TV, them? The, the, no, no, <laughs> the TV show. I mean, not the not the movies. Obviously, this, I, if they look like toys, there's something about the light. It's too, it's too like green or too blue. You know, it's, it, the lightsaber on. should be a bit more white in the middle because it's it's light with with the color being a bit more on the edges. Like, well, you're I the just expert. Feel like I, I have no idea. Green. I have no idea. I I like that. I just like that lightsaber. I mean, I just like a green lightsaber. He had a green lightsaber in Shadow Jedi, didn't he? Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about the color of the. No, I, like, I, the, I know you are. I know, but the, the effect of it, yeah. In remind me because I haven't seen the original movies in a little while. In Empire, he had a blue one, didn't he? He got his hand chopped off, and then in Return of the Jedi, well, yes. In Return he of the Jedi, um, so in in the first two movies, he technically has his father's lightsaber. He has Anakin's blue lightsaber. Yes, and then his hand got chopped and, off in Empire, didn't he? And he lost the lightsaber. Yes. yes. And then when he turns up to Jabba's palace, all in the black, which I really like the look, which he had in this as well, he has a green lightsaber, mm. correct? Correct. Yeah, cool. And now, originally they were just going to give him another blue lightsaber, but when they were doing the fight scene on uh, Jabba's um, barge, um, barge um, the, they couldn't see the blue against the blue sky. Cool. So yeah. they decided to change it to green. That's how Luke Skywalker ended up with a green lightsaber. That's cool. Um, and so Anakin, in the Clone Wars and all that shit, and you know, in the previous movies, um, he had he had the blue one as well, did he? Until Darth Vader has an orange one. Is that right? No, Darth Vader has a red one. A red one. Sorry, but at what yeah. point did? That's what I'm saying. At what point did Darth Vader's change from blue to orange? When Obi-Wan chopped him to pieces and took his lightsaber. <laughs> All right. So he's like, I have the higher ground, Anakin. That's it. And then he chopped his legs off and said, I'm taking your lightsaber. He chopped, his arms, and his, he chopped his arms and his legs off, didn't he? No, well, he still had the one robotic arm. So. Yeah. And then, foolishly, Obi-Wan didn't finish the job. And then the droid comes and plucks him out of the lava. Remember? The, the little droid comes and gets him and carries no. him off. No. No, you don't remember he's falling into the. Remember, Darth. Remember, Obi Wan doesn't no, finish uh, no. job. Palpatine arrives with his guards and they pick him up. Oh, I thought like a little droid came and got him and then took him back. No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. Palpatine arrives with his guards and he's like, "Fetch him!" Blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine the um, debriefing with Palpatine where he's like, "You really fucked this one up." <laughs> he probably would have. He was like, "I'm really fucking disappointed in you." Seriously. <laughs> Like, you You're supposed got... to be the most powerful Jedi, really? Yeah, and you just got hammered by Obi Wan. I mean, that's it is a good moment in the in Revenge of the Sith, though. Did it all come down to the higher ground? Like in terms of skill, they were about the same, weren't they? Really? I mean, in that fight scene, you see them both. They both have moments of advantage. So, Rich, basically, in terms of fighting ability, Darth Vader and um, you know, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan—they're basically about the same. But did it come down to just the higher ground? Was it just that advantage? Was it well, that close? I mean, technically, um, uh, Anakin is supposed to be a better fighter than, or a more powerful fighter than than uh, Obi Wan. But yes, at the end of the day, it did come down to the high ground, and um, uh, Anakin basically miscalculating his superiority. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he paid the price, didn't he? Yeah, because mm, uh, oddly enough, there's just recently they released some um, cut content from uh, Revenge of the Sith mm. where they showed um, 
some of the original um fight scenes between um uh uh, uh Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm. <clears throat> and in that one, Anakin is actually uh kicking Obi-Wan's ass a bit more. Right. Like basically just like kicking him around the place. Um, even like almost like almost like a, a neo not looking. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah right. Like yeah. almost like not taking it seriously, and yeah. like Obi Wan's on the back foot a lot more. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, it does look like they maybe changed it to make them a bit more even, but technically Anakin's always supposed to be more powerful than Obi Wan, especially in terms of fighting. But just in just when it came down to it, on the day, like like can happen in a tennis match on the day. Uh, Obi-Wan just kind of got a lucky bounce, really, and just wound up having the high ground. And then, foolishly, Anakin, you know, showing his weakness, which was his rage, you know. And, and, and his pride. And his pride, like, yeah. When, 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 when Obi-Wan says to him, don't try it, I have the high ground, like, Anakin is so confident mm. in, in his ability that he thinks that even a disadvantage he can overcome. Yeah. Which again, that's why you know they say pride is well. Uh, Dooku uh, says to him at the beginning of the movie, mm. "Double the pride, double the fall." It's just that the fall didn't happen then; it happened at the end of the movie against Obi Wan. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I I, I like that fight scene in uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think it's really good. Great, great, oh, yeah. um, great uh, soundtrack to it as well, and everything. Like it's very dramatic. You know, I think it's actually I think it's a really good moment in the Star Wars movies. Like I'm not a I'm not like a prequel lover, but I I always thought that. Bits and pieces of them are pretty damn good, and that, that was a really good scene. Um, like, oh, the, the fight scene at the end of the movie is really good, but I still prefer the um, I still prefer the um, the Jewel of the Fates fight, which is in um, Phantom Menace. I just love the Darth Maul. Oh, that's a good Obi Wan Qui Gon. Yeah, that's still my favorite fight out of the three movies. That's an excellent fight as well. That was a really good moment, actually. I remember seeing that in cinemas for the first time, and I was disappointed they killed Darth Maul. I know they brought him back later on, but. When the, when when he died, I was like, "Man, cool character." I wouldn't when they got rid of him. Mm. Oh um, yeah, sure. Now I just had a little bit of uh, stuff here um, about Star Wars uh, stormtroopers. So it was about the the clone troopers uniforms, and the, the clone troopers. How how at what point did the clone troopers become stormtroopers? And i.e., at what point did they hire locally rather than clones? So I did a bit of research. By the time of Star Wars Rebels, not only had the armor changed, but the former clones of Jago Fett were more or less gone, replaced first by volunteers and later by young men and very few women who were often brutally forced into military service. But when did this transition happen and why? According to books, comics and video games of the former expanded universe, this transition took quite a while, as by the time of the Battle of Yavin, around one-third of all stormtroopers were still based on Fett's DNA. The Battle of Yavin is the battle in New Hope, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And there was more cloning facilities than just the one on Camino. Information on this matter is much thinner when it comes to official canon. So, yeah, I don't no, know. No, it's it's not actually. Okay. So, have you got the answer? It's actually it's it, it's explained in the Bad Batch. Oh, really? So, okay. Um the, they basically really? um they basically stop the cloning straight away. Right. Like in this uh, like Tarkin and all that, they're kind of trying to decide if they're going to still stick with the clones mm-hmm. or go with a um, a more traditional like um, military military sort of service where you know you sign up, you recruit, and all that sort of stuff. Now, um, the, a guy comes there and he basically he wants to get rid of the clones. And in fact, in Bad Batch, they destroy Camino, mm-hmm. 
destroy the entire facility. They kind of keep the research, <clears throat> which probably explains, you know, why there's the cloning in the fucking se- in the sequels, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. with with uh, all that uh, Snoke and all that sort that, of crap. That but, horrible mm-hmm. fucking sequel stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically by, um, by the Rebels TV show, mm. right, there's basically no clones anymore. They're all gone. They've all been either, like, killed off or, or phased out. Is that because so, they age quickly or something? Well, no. So they do age quickly, but the uh, this basically this guy he he basically hates the clones, right? Um, and he basically convinces Tarkin and all that that they clone armies are no good. Um, they're not adaptable enough and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just good for cannon fodder and all that sort of crap. So they basically scrap that. So because they could have just kept out churning clones like mm. I, I know they didn't like i know the sample was degraded but i mean you could have got a different um sample from maybe a different uh you know uh warrior or soldier or something like that sure. and them. but basically almost straight away in and i'm not i'm talking about like the disney yeah and now pretty much straight away they've decided no more clones mm. okay yeah all right just interesting um is that bad bat show any good rich like, is it interesting or is it just shit? Uh, I mean, yes, but it is a bit kiddy as well. Yeah, yeah, that's where it loses me. You know, I mean, what, it has. I mean, that, as I said, for some reason, whenever they do these shows, they always like they always 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 seem to they have to have the kid character in it. They got to have the child character in it. Like, if you got Clone Wars, you've got Ahsoka. If you have got Rebels, you've got um, um. Ezra. Ezra. And if you got the Bad Batch now, you've got Omega. Like they just every time they do an animated show, it's like, well, we gotta have that twelve year old character in it or or something. And I'm like, well, you don't have to, but I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, indeed. Well, it's just an interesting bit of bit of research that that I uh basically uh was um looking at. Now, um weekly comics, Rich. Um yeah. some comics this week. Uh first up was an interesting one, Sabretooth 1. I gave this 7 out of 10. I At least, at least it made some sense, and Sabretooth was a baddie. And I kind of enjoy the storyline that he was kind of, it seems like in a sort of prison, and it was a mental prison as well as a physical one. Like, it, mentally he could, he controlled it, but physically he was bound in, in the pit of Krakoa. Um, I actually enjoyed this issue for what it was. I, I'm not, wouldn't rush out and buy it, but I, but as just a standalone issue, uh, considering how confusing and annoying the X-Men universe has been, I didn't mind it. What did you think, Rich? I thought it was a little bit silly. Um, yeah. Like, especially when he starts imagining that oh, he's yeah, the leader of the Corsairs and stuff and all that. Yeah. I was like, really, Sabretooth? I was like, yeah. running around with a mustache and a sword. Like, I'm like, okay. But um, if anything, this shows me that um, all the X-Men are bad. They're all bad guys now. Really? Well, look at what they do to Sabretooth. Like, yeah, but he'd obviously they, done let's something say, bad. No, no, but they, the, the whole reason that they founded this Krakoa shit was that they were going to be better than, sure. than humans. Yeah, good point. That, that, oh, we were going to treat everyone right. But then as soon as people don't agree with them or... Are, are violent or something then i mean firstly they stripped him of his his 
mental faculties when they imprison him as well. Right. And then they kind of visit him in the brain and say, here, sign this imaginary piece of paper and we'll give you your, your, your cognitive abilities back, but you'll yeah. still be physically trapped. So he's like, oh, fuck, you know, because we feel bad, you know. Yeah. Uh, Charles Xavier never wants this to happen again. And then by the end of the issue, they've sentenced like another four or five people yeah, that into was this thing. That and was I'm just like, I just, it's just really hard for me to read X-Men books because I just feel like they're not good guys anymore. But, oh, but, dude, come as, on. but as a Sabretooth issue, it's fine. I mean, it's Sabretooth being Sabretooth. Yeah. He's violent. He's ripping people's faces off and gutting people and all that. So, I mean, if, you know, that is classic Sabretooth, so I'm happy to see that. But, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I'm just trying to figure out the point of the book, that's all. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it felt like a spin-off that maybe wasn't needed. I will say this, though. Ideology meeting reality. That's what's happening to the X-Men right now. They, they created what was their version of Krakoa was like another attempt at a utopia that they controlled. Uh, unfortunately, as society has shown us again and again, there is a need for prisons. There will always be an element that rebels and breaks laws and causes havoc in every society. Since the dawn of time, and I, I, uh, you know, I know I agree with you. I understand that, mm. but the X Men didn't have a problem with imprisoning people before. When they were the X Men, they yeah, but, captured. But now they're trying bad they're, all the time. But now a... they're trying to what they were. They're acting all mightier than thou. Yeah, they, they were, thinking that they're better than humans well, and they're superior. And uh, but then they're going back. Like that, that's I, look. Maybe that's the way it's meant to be written. But I'm just. It's a pill I'm finding hard to swallow, especially since Charles Xavier is in charge. I could understand if he was still dead and they losing their way mm. and they're not quite following the dream of Charles Xavier, but Jesus Christ, Charles Xavier's there. He's the one twisting his own dream. I just, I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, I, look, yeah, but I, I think for story content, it's at least interesting. I mean, I, I'm giving it 7 out of 10. I didn't mind it. What did you think? What, what are you going to give it, Rich? Um, it's probably, look, the art is really good. Um, it's basically it's basically just a book, an excuse to have just Sabretooth kill everyone without really <laughs> killing anyone. I mean, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, fair enough. Then we had Fantastic Four, The Reckoning War. I heard Dan Slott hyping the shit out of this on Word Balloon, and I foolishly believed the hype. And I thought, yeah, we should do it. He, he was hyping this fucking book up, saying he's been sowing the seeds for 20 years for The Reckoning War, blah, 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 blah. I bought the hype. I went and read this book. I thought this was one of the most average books I've read in some time. I'm giving it four out of ten. Nothing special. Nice low average then. Oh my, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, am I insane, Rich, or was this just a really like on the surface? Like, if you had to summarize what happened in this, it would be extremely detailed and a lot happened. But as a comic, I just felt this was just sort of. It was. There was. It was meant to be spectacle, but it wasn't even exciting. I just found it really, just a real misfire. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it, it is pretty, it's pretty mediocre. I yeah. mean, I like the name The Reckoning War, but the fact that the actual bad guys are called The Reckoning, I'm just like, Fine. really? Yeah, I know. Like, I get it. Like, so in this, the Watchers, before they were the Watchers, mm. They were almost like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, not not sorry, not the Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, the uh, Oa mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, where they went around, you know, like uh, 
raising, you know, civilizations, uh, civilizations up and teaching them technology and all that sort of shit. And then obviously it went bad. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why they now are like, we're not going to get involved. We're just going to watch shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I'm like, um, that doesn't make much sense. Like, <laughs> so because you allow, because you made something bad happen, you're just going to stand and watch other bad things. Happen. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Don't you think that you're, you would go like, we're going to go and stop bad things from happening as penance, not just watch them. Unless happen. the reckoning turns up, Rich, then we're going to, you know, we're going to. Yeah. Always... And then, so now apparently the, the, the race that they <clears throat> fucked over all those millennia ago, uh, one of them, I don't know if it's one of them has survived or something like that. And he's calling himself the reckoning or something. I'm like, yeah. really? That just sounds so stupid. I mean, I, I, the reckoning war sounds good. Yeah. Because, um, it's a reckoning, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, that's a cool name. But to actually call the group or something the reckoning, I'm like, oh, couldn't you just, couldn't they just be what they are? And they yeah. just keep like a reckoning is coming, is what they say. But to actually call them the reckoning, but it's, I mean, it's fine. It's it's kind of middle of the road. I mean, it was nice to see um, proper Nick Fury, even though I don't understand why, why he's bald. bald but... I didn't understand why he was bald either. But my problem is this, Richard. I just felt. As a comic, it, it it was almost like he was trying to pack everything in. But sometimes for me, these Marvel comics, I just feel like I, I, just, they're not grabbing me. You know, something about... Maybe it's because too many people are on pages and they're just re- down to the basics, you know, one line well, I mean, comics. for sure. I mean, he's definitely... Cram- like, he definitely crammed a lot of people in there. Yeah. Um, at the start, and in fact, they made a mistake on one of the panels. Mm. They had Iron Man um, uh, with dialogue that was meant for an X Men. Really? Because he was like, "We X Men." I'm like, "I'm looking again, but that's Iron Man. Why is Iron Man saying we X Men?" <laughs> yeah. So they put the speech bubble on the wrong person. But anyway, um, that was a little mistake. Um, one thing I find very interesting about Dan Slott is um, when it comes to Spider Man, he is definitely in a time bubble, mm. like. Spider-Man rescues that old lady, and she's like, oh, my groceries. And he goes, all right, fine, blame me for the groceries, like, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, no, you're here. And I was like, he goes, oh, that's new. I'm getting thanked. I'm like, the fuck, Dan Slott, do you still think this is, like, 1980? Like, oh, well, it's a classic Spider-Man, you know. I know, but I kind of feel like Spider-Man's moved on from that. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's but so he's, old He's school. doing the basic beats, man. He's doing the basic Spidey beats, you know, like, he's, he's playing. I, I guess, but now. I just feel like, it sh- as I said, I think it shows a lack of, like, moving on because. Yeah. I kind of feel like with what he's done over the last like 60, almost 70 years, mm. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, do people still literally go, you're a menace. I'm like, really? Like <laughs> he's literally saved the world. Yeah, but that's like, just, repeatedly. The, he's just, pl- he's just playing the formula there, you know, like. I know, but I'm just saying, I think, I just thought it was a bit like, oh, he just wanted to put that in there because it's a, again, it's a, it's an old Spidey thing, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, but it's an old Spidey thing, like it's not true. I don't know. Anyway, it's just a little thing that bothered me. But yeah, it's look, it's it's not a terrible book. It's just um, I I thought it was pretty bad. I thought it was no, no, no. What, what I mean, like, um, it's not a good book, but it's not a terrible book. It's yeah, as you said, it's it's very mediocre. It's very just run of the mill, pretty mm. middle of the road kind of fan like stuff that you've seen a million times before. Yeah, that that's it as well. Like I, I tell you this, like I'm. I, I'm reading on Marvel Unlimited Tom DeFalco's Fantastic Four run. It is so much better than this, and he pl- and he is playing the basic beats of Fantastic Four. Like he, it's not like when you're reading Tom DeFalco's Fantastic Four, you're going, "This is wildly different to what I expect," but he's playing them well. 
I just felt this was, let's throw everything in the kitchen sink at it. Not a very interesting story, though. And it just felt really inconsequential, even though all this shit was happening. Does that make sense? I just, I didn't feel any real sense of drama. Uh, like, I have the same problem with Avengers by Jason Aaron. I just always, I just feel like, is this really the best they've got? You know? I don't know. Maybe uh, I'll be too Probably, harsh. yes. I would probably say this is the best they got. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have read many a Dan Slott book and enjoyed it. Many, many a time he, I have enjoyed Dan Slott's writing. This one didn't do it for me. And maybe I went in with too high expectations. I'm giving it four out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, for me, I, look, I'm giving it a five out of ten. I mean, for me, it's literally just like reading another Green Lantern story. Sure. You know, because the Guardians are always getting... Yeah. <laughs> you're always finding something out about the Guardians. Yeah. You know, of how they fucked up and something's coming back to bite them in the arse. So, you know, I mean, the Watchers are basically the... Yeah, they're fulfilling the, the same role. The, the, yeah, like, the, the difference is where's the Guardians who are like, oh, well, we better, like fix the problem and bring order, they're kind of like, we'll just watch. We'll just watch. <laughs> um, so you gave it five, did you, Rich? Yeah, as I said, it's very middle of the road. It's very, you know, it's just that, yeah, it's a typical, uh, an event's happening and we're going to have mm. a bunch of characters in it. And But the, the central focus is going to be the Fantastic Four. I mean, that's literally all it is. Yeah. Then we had Savage Spider-Man 1. Now, I'm normally a big Joe Kelly fan, but for me, I wasn't a fan of the concept. I wasn't a fan of the art. I struggled to get through this. And Joe Kelly, for me, normally hits it out of the park. And f- partly, I think, it's just because I don't enjoy this Spider-Man, Spider-Monster-style thing. I know that's the whole, you know, basis of it. But I really didn't enjoy this. And I don't mean to... That's not a personal shot at Joe Kelly. I just think this wasn't for me. Um, and in general, he has hit out of the park for me again and again. So this is just a taste of... Not my cup of tea when it comes to Spidey. I, I feel bad giving such a low score, but three out of ten has to be my score. I really, I really didn't like didn't like this. What did you think, Rich? Uh, I struggled to actually barely call this an issue. Right. Like literally, nothing happens in this except for one long fight scene. Yeah. Like it's literally just, um, it's Zemo and and Savage Spider Man, mm. um, uh, just fighting these. I don't know, maybe like zombie-looking things, Creatures, like monster yeah. zombie type things, and uh, that's from like page one to the last page. Nothing actually really progresses in the, like it's literally just one long fight scene. There was some There's stuff. Barely happening. any dialogue as well. Yeah, there was some stuff happening. Thank God Marvel did a like recap of what's been going on because I was like, "What's going on? Like, why is Spider-Man a monster? Is that Peter Parker?" Like uh, I assume so. I don't know. Did you notice that? And this is again the cowardice of Marvel. And it is they are cowards. I, I don't think that Savage Spider Man was killing, um, which I think I would have made him do because no, because he um, he spat that red shit in all their faces and then they became its thralls. Right? Did he? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have preferred it if he'd actually killed a few people because he's in a savage mode. Um, am I insane, Rich, or am I am I right when I say that? You know. Well, I mean, is this? I'm sorry. Is this actual? Like, is this happening to him right now, or is this like some sort of like Elseworlds? What? No, I I think it's type? a. He's been doing nonstop Spider-Man, so I'm pretty confident it's, it's just spinning spinning off of Joe Kelly's been doing nonstop Spider-Man, and I'm pretty sure it's just sort of spinning out of that. Like, so it's technically the, in the main continuity, but it might be a, a bit of a different, you know, 
know. Well, I mean, this is the problem. I literally just read a book where Spider Man is Spider Man. Yeah. He's oh, yeah, but come on, man. That's, that's normal, though, in comics. No, I, I, no, I disagree. I, if you go back and read comics back in the day, they usually tried to keep. Um, if something was happening to a character, they either didn't use that character or they put the character in that setup. Like, do you remember when uh, back in the day, the Flash was um, in that dark red one, and he was actually technically like Wally from the future? Not really, but I probably didn't read it, so. <laughs> or maybe you're not up to it. I, yeah. I know it's part of the, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's part of the. Uh, Mark Wade. Mark Wade stuff. But I anyway, it, yeah. so the Flash disappears and there's this other Flash, right? And he's in like this like dark red and white type okay. of costume, right? And the, it's an older person or that. And it's actually Wally from like the future or oh. an alternate future or something. Anyway, but that Flash shows up in the Justice League book. Right. You know, so I think back in the day, again, I think, you know, writers and all that kept each other informed as to what's happening and all that sort of stuff. And when something was happening in someone's book, they either didn't use that character or they used that character of whatever was happening to them. Yeah, but come on, man. Think about Wolverine, how he's on a thousand teams and stuff. Like, yeah, back in the day, they certainly didn't have continuity across all his appearances, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't ever remember uh, Wolverine mutating into, like, a freaky spider. <laughs> I don't know. You, Look, you, A costume change is not quite what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, oh, but, he's but in the yellow costume be, here and he's in the taking, brown costume here. This could be taking place over a weekend, you know? Well, again, I, that's my point. I literally don't know. I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, as I said, to me, as a, again, I, I'm just looking at it from, like, someone who maybe is not reading every single issue. Sure. If you pick up one book and you see normal Spider-Man, then you pick up another book and you see that, you kind of go, what the fuck's going on? When does this happen? Is this now? Is this a past story? Is this a, yeah. you know, like, I'm just saying, like, I just have a little bit of, like, I would just then not have had Spider-Man in that Fantastic Four book. Oh, I mean, he yeah. didn't really I'm need bit, to be I'm there. I'm a bit more forgiving when it comes to this. And I think, really, uh, over the last 25, 20 years, let's say since around 2002, in general, uh, there are <clears throat> a lot of events a lot of events in general where the character turning up as a side character isn't super, super connected to the minutiae of his ongoing, especially when it's just a spin-off limited series, which this is. Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't the main book. So I wouldn't anticipate that this Spider-Monster in this kind of spin-off Joe Kelly series, which is an adjunct to the main line. Oh, well, then, well, then you're not going to get him killing people then. Well, why not? I mean... Because it's, it's happening in the current canon and they're not going to have Spider-Man even when he's a freakish monster kill people. Yeah, well, I know, but that's the cowardice, though. Because I, I would have thought you could get away with it when he's the savage Spider-Man. Because he's, <laughs> he's so... He, he's mindless. You know, I don't even know what happened to him, but something happened to him. Look, overall, I just didn't really care for it, and I didn't really care for the art, and I didn't care for the weird way it was told as well. Like, the weird panel construction was annoying me. Um, it just wasn't my cup of tea, and it disappoints me because I normally, I normally love Joe Kelly's stuff. And, well, I didn't I didn't like it either, so, I mean, you're not... I'm giving it three out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Yeah, I'd give it a four, I guess. Okay. I wasn't as bad on the art as you, but... It's it's not a it's 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 not a I mean I think I read this in like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's just not much there in it. No, I agree. Um, then we had Rich. Uh, we had the X Lives of Wolverine two. I'm still bored and confused by this storyline. Mm. Um, 
There are some interesting moments, though, that, that I did enjoy. Um, you know what I think my major problem with it is? That Omega Red is the guy who's just everywhere in it. Like, I, I was like, I don't understand how Omega Red is, like, the biggest bad of all time, and he's going all through time. And I also don't understand how one minute Wolverine... I get it. Wolverine is in a past moment, like when he's making love to what, who was apparently his wife, which I didn't even know he had that wife, but he's making love to her, and then... Yeah, he was married to the Japanese woman. Yeah, but I forgot that, Rich. I've got a bad memory. Oh, okay. I'm oh, like God, Wolverine. you're supposed to be the you're supposed to be the Wolverine. I know, but I'm like Wolverine. One of the reasons I like Wolverine is he's got amnesia. I, I know how it feels. And, um, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm as shaky on bits of his history as everyone else. But anyway, I get the concept. He's in the body of his past self, and... Um, Jean, who I love the way she's regressed back to being Marvel Girl. You know, Marvel Girl is there, and she's guiding him through it. And but then, what I don't understand—this is what I don't understand—I don't understand how Omega Red suddenly becomes the person. Like he became the wife. He became all the people on the ship. I, I was like, "Well, no, he jumped in between the people on the ship." But yes, I don't he understand. Seems to be, just like Wolverine is taking over his own bodies yes omega omega red seems to be taking over other people's bodies i see so he's doing the same don't thing. ask me how right or why yeah i well, literally i mean at first i thought it's because he wanted to kill charles xavier but then why is he taking over the body of uh wolverine's wife when he's banging her yeah because uh, xavier's not there interesting decision by omega red to do that i thought like um mm -hmm. look the problem with this this book is that uh, there's like three different time periods going on, and they jump in between them because you've got <clears throat> you've got Wolverine when he's with uh, Team X, Weapon X, whatever it's called. Yeah, Wep Weapon X, whatever team, whatever. Then you've got him at some point when he's like much younger, teenager, and he's fighting a bear. Mm. But then you've then you've also got him. Then they jump to him being in another in another one of his bodies where he's when he's uh, having sex with his his wife, <laughs> and then you know what I mean. And I'm like, and then you also got the Omega one who, and then he's on a ship with the whatever. And I'm like, what is happening here? Mm. Is is he simultaneously in all these different bodies? Yes. Like is Wolverine? Yes, yes he is. He's Wolverine in all of his bodies at the same time. I think so. Yeah, he's bouncing around in them. That's right. No, but that's not bouncing around because they keep going back and forth. It's like they keep Rich. jumping from the team X to the to the him with his wife to back to the team X. I'm like, well, hang on a second. Well, what is happening? Is he is is parts of him in all of his bodies at the same time, or or are we just like is this different times? But you just feel like jumping between different parts of the story. I literally don't know. Like I don't know what is happening. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they said that to tell a confusing story, mission accomplished. Yeah, they, they, it's a confusing concept that they've made more confusing by telling them all um, at the same time. Yeah, they all intercut. So I'm literally, I don't know if like, is all this happening at the exact same time? I've got a question. Or I just don't know. Yeah. I've got a question and, and it just actually pissed me off a little bit. Why did he shoot Maverick? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, Maverick's your pal and friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, only, he only shot him in the leg. Yeah, but Why? Like Maverick, he, had, he had to he had to stop them from going somewhere. That pissed me off, um, because Maverick's one of my you know I like Maverick man and Maverick just it was like dude why the fuck like you you were part of the team 
Maverick's just going along with the thing. You didn't need to shoot Maverick. Maverick's like, really? And I was like, I was like that too. I was like, really? Wolverine, like... Well, I mean, to be fair, Maverick got of like compared to Sabretooth. <laughs> yeah, but Sabretooth's not that baddie. What's Maverick's power? I, I never know what Maverick's power is. Like, Isn't it? I thought it was teleportation. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Maverick. I know he's got the cool face mask, but I thought it was like something to do with teleportation and pulling weapons out of... Okay. Like a teleport zone or something? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the Marvel Maverick expert. Well, what can I say? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just it's it, look. I did like it, and I liked that they're trying something with Wolverine. Like I, I I appreciate they're trying to do an event with Wolverine, and it's about time that they spent some serious time with Wolverine because he's certainly been mishandled the last few years. I'm going to give it six out of ten, and it's probably unlucky not to get slightly more. I'm not a huge fan of the art. And I'm not a fan of Omega Red being the big bad guy. I think they could have done a more interesting character um, than him just turning up, you know? I'm, I'm giving it 4 out of 10 because I have no idea what's going on and I don't know why everything's going on. Right, so you're struggling. Well, t- can you tell me why this is happening? They're trying to prevent the death of Charles Xavier. But who's trying to kill Charles Xavier? Omega Red. <laughs> That's my guess. Is, is, is he? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, in the first issue, he was trying to kill Charles Xavier, but in this issue, it's he's trying to kill Wolverine. Well, he's so. trying to kill in in he's, in one aspect, he's trying to kill Xavier's father on the ship. That's Xavier's father. I, I understand, but my point is, I still don't know the motivation. He's trying to of, have revenge. No, if, did you read the did you read the stuff in the writing? Yeah, 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 but never, no, no, but but I guess what I guess I'm trying to say is that it's not just Charles Xavier; it's the entire like the mutant committee. Yeah, it's so every, why it's, isn't he? Why isn't he trying to kill all of them? Why isn't he trying to go back? Why is it only just Charles Xavier that he's trying to kill? Charles Xavier's king of the mutants. Yeah, but I mean, oh, but it's, again, it's it's also a committee. I mean, you've got Magneto, you've got. Yeah, you know, but he's, he's, I'm just he's saying, like, he's gone to the top. Like Charles Xavier is the one who has dreamed up this whole Krakoa thing. And, yeah, but again, it's a, it's a committee though. Like, Charles well, Xavier's not the king. Yeah, but but he's the head of it. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I would think I would be like, I want to get rid of the entire committee. Oh, Wolverine's trying to stop yeah, me from killing Charles. I'll just kill the others then. He's going to do it one at a time, man. Like, yeah, but if you know that Wolverine's chasing you, trying to protect him, then why don't you just go, fine, I'll go kill Magneto now instead and come back later for Charles. Like, well, I just. <laughs> one thing I don't understand, and like, this is part of my problem with modern comics. It's not explained. Like, I would like a cut scene to his body. If they're doing a sort of like out of body thing, which I think they did the first issue, you I think you've got to make it a bit more obvious what's going on. Because where's Omega Red? How is Omega Red just becoming the world's fucking baddest ass and just turning up wherever he is? And like, well, I'm assuming it's got something to do with that mystical guy that shows up in a flashback that looks like he's made like he turns into mist or something. I don't even know who the fuck that is, to be honest no, with you. So no. I'm like, I'm literally confused right now. So you're giving it a low score. I'm giving it six. No, I'm giving it a four. Just because I just think it's too... It's overly complicated. I think it yeah. needs to be... I, I think they need to, like, dumb it down a little bit. Yeah. Or, no. or just have one thing happening at a time. Yeah. You either tell... tell in, in one issue, you jump to the what's happening when he's trying to stop something at Task Force... Task, um, task Force X, that's DC. Um, Weapon X or whatever. Mm. 
Then you go to another period where maybe it's Japan with his wife. You don't jump between three different. Again, I I can't stand it when you're telling a story and you jump in between three different mm, time periods. Um, uh, uh, time reads. It's it's especially when you're doing it in a comic book form yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I know. Because again, it, 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 your page count is much more smaller. Yeah. Like a novel's a little bit different because yep. you can break that up into chapters and yep. they can give you like you know, a lot of novels that go like a flashback or whatever. Or a movie's fine, like say. Um, uh, Pulp Fiction, mm. you know, because visually you can kind of see where you're jumping back and forth because it's it's explained a bit better, mm. like that flow, even though it's jumping around. But in this, I, I'm just so confused from like no, issue one that I'm just like, I don't know what, like you've not explained to me, is all this happening at the same time? Like, is he is he jumping from body to body to body because all three things are happening at the same time? Or are you telling me three different stories? Mm. And you jump in from you know you jump yeah, in from yeah. from chapter one to chapter twelve to chapter four like I, I just you've just made it overly complex where I'm thinking more about what trying to figure it out than just enjoy the story. Totally agree. Um, there are bits and pieces I like. I like that, but I've got a comment for you. When he's making love to her, does he attack her before Omega Red comes? No, oh, he finishes. Okay. He finishes banging her, and then he's. Oh. He's cuddling I, up to her like some sort of weird Because pet. if he killed her... <laughs> really weird. If he killed her, that would mean no no, Dakin. Correct, which might actually be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it would mean that Frank didn't turn into Frank Castle. <laughs> that's what I thought. That was my first thought. I was like, yeah, fucking kill this bitch. I don't even know why you even pretend that still happened. Yeah, well, it just annoys me. So um, anyway, so you gave it 4 out of 10, did you, Rich? Yeah. I gave it six. Okay, then we had a three-parter, Just League of America. We don't need to go exhaustive detail, but this was basically uh, Justice League, JSA, and the Secret Society of Supervillains. Um, great three-parter, although I will say I felt the art got very sketchy in the third the third issue. Um, and there was a lot of, like... I mean, I, I know these were an annual event, but this would have gone over three months. And I did feel that, like, maybe they were drawing it out a little bit more than they needed to. Um, but it was really fun. You know the scene I love? It's when they're all having the meeting and Superman from Earth 1's talking to Superman from Earth 2. <laughs> and, they're sitting, oh, yeah, yeah. and they're just sitting there comparing notes because that just says to me back then they were just cool with it. You know, they were just like, yeah, we know they're on different Earths and these two kind of chat to each other. And I was like, that's cool. Um, I I enjoyed it for its kind of like... It's not camp, but it's nostalgic. It's fun. It's not the world's deepest story, but it was. It was. It was. It was fun. Like Monocle was fun. I never heard of that character before in my life. Um, you had, you know, Mist just causing so much havoc, and we know him from Starman. Um, how about Signal Man, who manages to overcome Batman? That was bullshit. I was like, man, Batman just got. Nah, man, Signal Man's cool. What are you talking about? I was not happy that Batman went down. I was like, how are they going to get Batman? They won't get Batman. And then I was like, well, fucking Signal Man. Well, as he said, he got me with my one weakness. I can't hurt innocents. He's one weakness. But but Batman actually just got dominated by the crowd. Well, yeah, basically, Signal Man (laughs) used like the strobe lights basically to like hypnotize the people to attack him. And it was like a mob of like 50 people attacking Batman and he just, he couldn't fight back. It's his one weakness. But I would have thought that Batman would be able to fight back enough just to get escape. I, d- I didn't see that he needed to... Um... Mate, his hands are lethal weapons, okay? One accident and someone's dead. 
And how about how Cheetah actually had a surprise win against Wonder Woman? She just kind of went, came down from a height on her and just like jumped on her. Um, I actually, quite, I, 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 uh, I quite like the, I like the cheetah that is just a woman in <laughs> a leopard leotard. I, I, just, there's something about it I just kind of like. They actually say she doesn't have any superpowers. They actually go out of their way to say that at one point. They're like, she doesn't. She's have just any, crazy, man. She's, she's, yeah, crazy. she's just a crazy bitch. Um, overall, a lot of fun. Uh, George Perez on art duties, but I did feel that like the artwork with his co-artist, was definitely lackluster in the final issue. It just felt... Uh, it, you know, I would imagine that's probably for deadline issues. Because, yeah. again, George Perez puts a lot per panel. Yeah, but, um, but maybe... And, but then why Why was I seeing sort of sketch-like, you know, in the in the final issue? I wasn't happy with what I was seeing. I mean... Well, no, I'm saying because of deadline. I, maybe something, like, caused him to run late, and yeah. so he had to, like, get it done quicker, and maybe he couldn't put as much polish or... Well, maybe or, it's not actually him. Maybe it was the inker. I like. Yeah. I, I said. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the times, if art, if it's the same artist and it starts off really good and it maybe gets a little looser or not, you can usually tell that they he was running behind or something, and he just had to get it done quickly. How about? I mean, yeah, that's my guess. No, that's a good guess. How about in the fight when Firestorm just says, "I'm keeping an eye on them," that just like we planned. He's literally just sitting there doing nothing. But he's keeping an eye on them. But I was like, really? Is this the best use of Firestorm we could have, just sitting there with his legs crossed? Um, but overall, I, I actually, like, what do you think of this, Rich? Because I had a lot of fun with it, man. I know it's not... Oh, dude, I, you know, I love it. I actually own these in floppies. Oh, do you really? Okay. Mm. Wow. Well, what's it in? Is it in the Christ of Multiple Earths collection? No. Oh, I thought it might have been. Um, no, I don't think it is. Because I know they reprinted all the J- JSA and JLA crossovers in the Christ of Multiple Earths collection, so I imagine it would be in those. It's also been reprint- reprinted recently. Not this specific one, but they're reprinting the team-ups. The first trade came out last year, I got it, and the second one's about to come out. So the, the Christ of Multiple Earths, they did about six volumes, or seven volumes. I've got them digitally. Um, oh, okay, maybe. I only own uh, two volumes of the Crisis of Multiple Earths. Yeah, including this one? No, I, no, no. Th- this one I've got in floppies. I don't oh, know cool. what collection that's Oh, in. you mean so floppies in singles? Yeah. Wow, really? What, from back in the day? Yeah, I got, uh, I think, I, as I said, I was oh. lucky enough because a lot of the comics were at, like, um, the spinner racks in yeah. uh, shops and all that. A lot of them were old stuff, like. Wow. Yeah, because I re- cool. the reason I remembered it when you showed it to me, um, uh, the the second issue, you know, with the cover of Ultra Humanite, yeah, standing over to me, I'm like, oh my god, I have that, and then wow. I went looking in the boxes, and yeah, I I have those issues. That's pretty cool, man. Well, um, yeah, I'm I'm giving it seven point five out of ten, and I I mean I, I really had a good time with it too. You know, I really kind of like felt like this was this was this was good times in rock and roll for me. Oh yeah, no, it's an eight out of ten from me. Like, this is just classic, like, just fun, yeah. um, bad guys and good guys, and um, you know, and the ultra humanized playing the bad guys as well. He's like, if they ever find out I'm lying, they'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm looking now on my on my um, and then again, it's uh, the the bad guys end up actually saving the good guys because yes the, of the double cross because so it's not it's it's the earth one and the earth two heroes but it's also villains from earth one and earth two yes and ultra humanite has convinced them that 
if they capture these 10 superheroes and banish them to limbo, mm. it will wipe out superheroes on one of the Earths. Yes. Now, he's told him that it's a 50-50 of which Earth it'll be, but he knows it'll be his Earth. He's such a snake, and so when they, And when they find out that they're basically double-crossing, they basically help, you know, get the... Um, although Cheetah does it accidentally because she was actually trying to kill Wonder Woman again. But that was their plan all along was to try and uh, undo the thing. But just luckily, Cheetah freed her instead of killing her, which is what she was trying to get. But anyway, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And you know what? It, it did get a bit sketchy. You know, the art didn't stack up at the end. But overall, I still think George Perez is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, his art is just one of a kind. Um, and it's great. It was just really good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and 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 I'm looking on the crisis on multiple Earths. This uh, is included in volume six, which was the last volume. Um, they, this wasn't the last crossover, uh, but this was the it was it was in the, the final volume across multiple Earths. Um, DC have since put out a bigger collection cross on Earth book one, multiple Earths book one, uh, which is 415 pages. I own that, and they've just put out a second one as well called Cross on Multiple Earths book two. Um, and there'll be three volumes looking at this, um, which will include this. So, yeah, I, I love these crossovers between the two of them, though, as well. They're fun, aren't they? Like, and this was this was um, the first issue said see Superman two in cinemas. So would that have been like nineteen eighty two, Rich? Roughly around eighty two. Um, yeah, about then. Superman two. Yeah, I, I remember Superman two when it came out um, as a little kid. Um, you wouldn't have been old enough because you're a few years younger than me. You, you wouldn't have seen Superman two in cinemas. Uh, cinemas Superman two is nineteen eighty. Okay, yeah, I saw it. I saw it in um, cinemas. Um, that was that first batch of movies I saw. I saw Superman two, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. They were they were kind of my first movies. Yeah, because Superman one and two were technically filmed at the same time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then they 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 fired Richard Donner, didn't they? Um, yeah, and then another guy came in and finished uh, uh, Blake the, Edwards, the I and then he filmed some extra scenes and whatnot. Blake Edwards, I think it was the guy who did mm. the Pink Panther movies. Um, he, he did, yeah. And then there's the Donna cut, isn't there, of Superman too? Yes, which um, I own, which is good. Yeah. Now uh, we're going to finally come to trade of the week. This one was Secret Society of Supervillains. Um, look, this was like this was. You know what this reminded me a lot of? This reminded me of the Super Friends cartoon show. And I don't actually yeah. mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a way that, like... It could never be in a negative way. No, no, yeah. It's simplistic. Um, it's not complicated stuff. But it's fun stuff. And if I was, if I had, like, a young niece or nephew who had read a little bit, I would probably wouldn't mind throwing this to them. I think it's the kind of thing that would appeal to a younger reader. I believe this book, um, it came out at the time of the DC Explosion and was then a victim of the DC implosion uh, in the late 70s, when basically, and I've got it here, um, I'm going to read out, uh, the name is a natural one to choose. Since DC had not long before announced the DC explosion, an equally dramatic marketing strategy of publishing more monthly titles and increasing the number of story pages in all titles. After low sales, partially attributed to blizzards in 1977 and 78, as well as poor quality of titles themselves, in um, uh, 1978, uh, DC ordered the titles with marginal sales be cancelled. About 30 titles were cancelled, some before they were even published, and that included um, the Secret Society of Supervillains. And so, in essence, though, Jerry Conway gets the ball running and does the first couple of issues, which are the strongest. It then had David E. Kraft, who was also a critic and, um, 
yeah, an interviewer of comic book people. He did a couple of issues. Um, yeah, uh, what did you think of it, Rich? I actually didn't mind it. I, I did feel it was very Super Friends-ish. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, this is just an absolute, like, smorgasbord of uh, of villains. Mm. I mean, you've got pretty much all the Flash villains in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got Gorilla Grodd. You've got Captain Boomerang. You've got Captain Cold. Mirror Master, uh, then you've got uh, Star Sapphire, you've got, um, shit, what's the magician guy called? Is he called the, the wizard? The wizard. The wizard, that's it. Uh, you know, you've got the wizard, and fantastic uh, character, very, uh, I feel, underutilized and underappreciated character, mm. Captain Comet. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I never... I actually did guy. Captain Comet. I've always liked Captain Comet. I always, I've always been sad that... They never really do anything with. I mean, they did try and do some stuff with him back in like the two thousands. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, he's, it, it's just one of those. It's, it's a bygone character, unfortunately, that doesn't really get. Does he get much play? But yeah. it was fun but to he, see him he's, here. He's basically like he's basically um, almost like Superman with telepathy. Really. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not as strong though. Not as strong. They say he's not. No, as but strong. I'm saying like he's 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 strong. He's invulnerable, and then he also has the uh, the men the okay. It's Xavier. You know, if you put him in like Captain America, no, not Captain America. Someone a bit stronger than that. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's like, know. Martian, it's like Martian Manhunter, basically. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, he he could stop the building from falling down, but it took all of his strength. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sinestro, your boy, turned up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an, uh, and uh... I like it when he said his florid complexion and he changed his skin color. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Boomerang was in it, like um, Captain Boomerang, and yeah, yeah. As I said, most of the Flash villains were in there. In fact, a majority of them were Flash villains. I liked the way that, like, uh, Captain... and then you got Manhunter as well. Yes, um, who was basically leading them, and then they end up uh, half of them like bugger off, and then the other half. Try and kill Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Good luck against." It's, I'll be honest with you. Well, it's actually quite a, a convoluted <laughs> yeah. uh, story. Like, well, not convoluted. Uh, it's actually more complex than what you think it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, so basically, Manhunter forms this group, and they first like he, he surprises them by like uh, having these robots mm. of the Justice League come and like attack them. Yeah, it was cool and and stuff, and then they do take on but then is it something about like they get double crossed or something by dark side and so their manhunter decides they get they're going to kill dark side and shit and like, well, Mantis and, like it's is... actually quite it's actually quite like a complex story of you, shit that's going on you could do a darker version of this storyline and i believe um with salvation run and some of the later stuff leading to final crisis they did um it would be interesting to do this is one of the stories that i reckon you could dig up and redo again but with modern technique you know and characterization um because i think there was the bones of a good story here but did you notice as it went on it got more and more saturday cartoony like where they're like it just got more and more sort of like at one point that the crimes they're committing are sort of almost like batman 66 crimes and um you know yeah i it, it yeah as it goes on it does get a bit more comical. Yeah. And I don't mean that in, like, funny. I just mean as in a little bit more outlandish, but more, f like, uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Yes, I agree. I mean, because, yeah. yeah, once... um, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Once Lex Luthor shows up, 
you've basically got like Faust, the magician, or the wizard, sorry, and uh, is it with a wizard or someone? I don't know. They're all like going to go fight Superman, but it's not Superman, it's the Superman stunt double from the movie, <laughs> but they still end up getting beaten by the guy, and it's like. I'm like okay. Then now we're getting into the um, yeah the wagon. now we get into the Saturday morning cartoon yeah yeah uh, and then oh uh, Funky Flashman is in oh it as yeah well. that guy but rocks. I don't think it I don't know if it is Funky Flashman because at some point he takes off the beard <laughs> and the wig and he and he's bald like Lex Luthor so I'm like I was almost thinking to myself oh is this a second Lex Luthor <laughs> <laughs> but I never got the conclusion of that so maybe he was just bald and he's like, oh no or they could be poking fun at Stan Lee yeah. Yeah, they could. Because no, uh, Funny Flashman that. is a caricature of Stan Lee, who did wear a wig. I actually did think that. I thought that that, that was almost like maybe a... that's what it is. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. I'm going, you know, because I'm so used to like parallel Earths and yeah, you know, uh, different Luthers and stuff. My brain went there, but then I, now I literally just hit me as we were talking. I was like, it's probably poking fun at Stan Lee wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I thought that that's was pretty a... funny. I thought so too. Look, I mean, honestly. I think if you're just um, if you're looking for a fun '70s romp, it, it, throw away. It's fine, and it was fun to go back and revisit it. I, I felt that people, uh, I had a couple of people reach out to me um, and say that this was really, really bad, and I was like, it wasn't. It was what it was was really simplistic, kind of like fun. Uh, yeah. That was very it. It was very of its time, and well, I was going to say it's it's not bad. It's a product of its time. Like yeah. if if someone watches, let's say you know, someone fifty years later watches, like one flew of the cuckoo's nest, they might turn around and say that's not a very good movie. Mm. But they'd it's be also idiots. because that movie is a product of its time. Yeah, they'd be idiots. It's a great you know, movie. Um, no, that's not to say that there aren't bad books from yeah from that. I mean, I just wouldn't. I, I look. This is not like. This is not going to set your world on fire. No, it's it, not like oh my god, this is one of the must reads. No. But it, you know, it's it's also just it's kind of just fun and like breezy as well. Like it's not like you know, and it certainly do, it's it certainly doesn't take itself seriously either. No, and I almost feel because I I grew up not I when I was growing up these kind of things were there. This was almost I think quite dated, probably then as well. Mm. Like this wasn't this was run of the mill then. And I think stuff that's run-of-the-mill in that period can sometimes look especially bad to modernise. But if you think about it and go, well, this was... They weren't sort of pushing the boat out too far, but it was fun. And I'm sure there would have been some younger readers who enjoyed it at the time. I actually agree with your assessment of it is that it's like the Super Friends. Yeah. It's, it's got that sort of feel yeah, and, and that vibe to it where, yeah, it, it does feel like just a Saturday morning... Yeah. kind of adventure type thing and all that so um yeah and if you like that then you'll like this so yeah. I, I, I like super friends you know i recently um got the super friends um hardcovers the of the yeah. actual cartoon strips um yeah that the dc put out they put out two volumes of it um in hardcover no. rich yeah I grabbed it look I, i'm gonna surprise people i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten and and that's with saying with some reservations but just as a piece by itself i'm giving it seven out of ten yeah, uh, yep, I concur. It's, a, yeah. it's the score that I landed on as well. Cool. Well, I mean, ep- another long episode, a great episode. Um, Rich, uh, and I want to remind listeners, look, the Patreon is there. If you can help help us 
We're without a sponsor at the moment. I am talking to a couple, but it would be really appreciated if you could go to patreon.com slash signal of doom. Uh, look for as little as a price of a cup of coffee. Um, you can assist the signal. It all goes towards show hosting fees, and it is a big assistance. I have a Legion outpost that Adam and I have recorded that I recorded a few days ago, and I must admit, I, I have edited and just haven't posted. I will post Legion outpost tomorrow along with this, so you'll have Legion outpost and you'll have signal of doom. I'm pretty much dropping at the same time. Um, Adam and myself are going to do a flashbacks next week. Uh, book six of Mark Wade's run we're up to, Rich. Um, nice. So we're we're moving along through there. We're doing we're doing pretty well, and I'm enjoying it too. And it's totally new to me. None of it I've read before, so I've enjoyed it. Um, Expanding Rich, your horizons. Well, I've always you know I, look I, I quite like the Flash, and I like Mark Wade when he's you know in his zone. Um, I do. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's one of the best when he's going, when he's really in his zone. Now, Richard's your choice next week. Have you got any ideas, man? Any anything flooding? No, but brain? it will definitely be something short. That's fun with me, man. <laughs> that's that's absolutely fun with me. Um, look, I want to say the collective is there. You've got people like Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. You've got Ray at Into the Night and Last Sons of Krypton with Connor. You've got Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies, Capes and Lunatics, where I did a guest spot recently. Um, on their Ultimate Spider cast. There's a lot of stuff there now, um, and they're, they're great friends of the show. We're happy to support them. Um, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Good work, Rich. That was a professional job by two very tired people.
tried to enter the safety of the West Bank and higher ground. And when the guard finally did arrive and got to work on about day five, mainly they were used to keep the looting down. Self-evident, the photograph of the president from Air Force One he views the devastation. Shaved face, rested eyes, looking down he circles twice on his way home from his vacation. Where were you when you got the picture? Gave us the first American.